Live from Toronto and online via thecomicden.com, it's the Roundtable. On this Thursday night, March 19th, 2009, good evening from our York University studio, I'm Mike Nicholas. Tonight on episode 68, we'll continue our look at the Ryerson Lectures and focus in on the other one as we discuss Jacqueline Burnt's thoughts on anime and Japanese identity on an aesthetic and cultural basis. In the bullets, an update on a girl who went conventioneering more than a month ago and a KFC statue that went up a river 24 years ago. That's all on the list for tonight. The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the comic den Mississauga. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. So I don't mind the, the Apple Store thing. I don't mind. I, my my happen because my mind is already dead set which way it's going to go. That doesn't mean they won't try and convince you to buy other shit. Like that's accessories. What that's, what or... they're, that's what they're trained to do. I know. I Speaking know. of someone who's gone through their actual training, it re- like you're not supposed to sell computers. You're supposed, supposed to, to sell, sell solutions the war- or the warranty <laughs> for that matter. Oh, the warranty is the least of their concerns. Really? If they don't ask you for Apple Care on everything. Everything that walks out of that store, if they don't try and push Apple Care on you, they're doing something wrong. Yeah, I know. I know. Like they're expected to get like an eighty percent attach rate. Good luck. Which they often do. Well, I know. They, I know. But then, that, but then again, there are a lot of. Do you take Apple Care first of all? Me? Uh, no. But there's a couple of reasons for that. A is that by the time I get past the first year, I've probably changed one of the parts in the machine and voided the warranty anyway. So it really doesn't matter that much. Mm-hmm. Um, B, I can change most of the parts myself. Very good at it. And C, uh, given that I know enough people who are uh, authorized service providers, you can probably do I it. can get ins in weird ways, like using another person's machine to put a warranty part through. Oh yeah, okay. As long as it, you know, as long as that machine doesn't need a part for another thirty days. Stuff like that. Yeah, because the because service providers get penalized if they do more than one part. Well, yeah, in, in a thirty day period. And for that's a, a general. Yeah. Okay, I see it. Yeah, they can do it, and Apple will provide the part, but they get penalized for it because it makes it seem like it was their error, like they they ordered the wrong part in the first place. Uh huh. Right. So, so yeah, I've got. I mean, I've only ever taken two of my machines in for warranty repairs. Um. Or, or no, okay, three technically, except. And one, of them, almost, I one of them I really didn't take in. I, mean, I just had him order the part. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be like the thing is, I make it no secret that I'm, that I'm going to be purchasing a MacBook soon. That could that soon could be in the next week. Could have been today. As it should be. You really got to retire <laughs> that iBook. Yeah, the, yeah, the iBook is on its I think second last episode because let's face it, episode sixty nine should at least be taped on this. 69. I wonder what the topic Matt topics will come up for next week. Next that for Do you that want episode. me to start or <laughs> and with, and with the fact that Brent is probably going to be uh, invited yeah, to do the episode. Do <laughs> You're going to have a lot of sperm jokes. Yeah. <sighs> it's episode 69. I mean, it's the only way we could do it. 
It's not the only way you could do it. Well, you could pretend like episode numbers don't matter and just carry on a regular <laughs> we episode. Should, at a point, maybe but we should. We, evidently, that's probably, not going to happen. Probably so. after episode 100, assuming we get there. You know, maybe I'll start. I'll start stop uh, mentioning episode numbers. Yeah, and really, and really, we use and, and really the the numberings of the episodes are get weird at times because then there's this, and then we've done how many digests? Eight digests. So yeah, but digests are are useful because they're serious. They're more serious. Well, a they're more serious, and the way I tend to notice them is they're and then forest based rants, by the way, too. Well, if you're if you're not really, 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 really into the industry. Well, no, okay, it goes two ways. If you're really, really, really into the industry, you don't watch the Digest because you know everything you're going to say. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in the industry but don't have time to know everything, that's the only time you're going to listen to them. I mean, I, I have very little interest in the industry generally and, like, what series are coming up and shit like that. Unlike, I don't care. Yeah, unlike, unlike the... Uh... <laughs> so, I mean, I don't listen to them. I've been on a couple, evidently, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I think I've been on it. I think it's just because I showed up early. Yeah, but, but yeah, then again, and then, but then again, or or just to settle in because I think we did. We the last digest we did was to set was to test um do a test run on yeah in, that's that's in true the, uh, in the Topico studio. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so same cast this week. Uh, Mike Nicholas in the captain's chair. Uh, James Austin to my right. Jeff Gregg to my left. And Adam Grant straight ahead of me. This is kind of weird to be back in this place. Um, so we're back, back at in, York. Back at York. After how long has it been? It's been it's been like a good chunk. Yeah. It's been months since we were Easily here. Three months probably. Well, that, no, the strike was three months, and then yeah. we haven't taped yeah, in Etobicoke for at least a month or two after. Yeah, and we, yeah, we taped started taping in Etobicoke in no, in late November, yep. and then. Mm-hmm. Um, We've been there ever since, but and we promised it. We promised so much more convenient <laughs> to be there. Yes. Yeah, but we it's had right to... on the subway line. Oh no, I know. Well, it's home for me too. <laughs> well, it's home for you, but I just you know jump on the, on subway. the subway. It's like forty-five minutes home, or yeah, something like that. And but um, we wanted to come back here because um, well, we wanted Jeff to do the show this week too. This was the only chance we could do this, so we had to, so we decided to come here. And plus, you know, for old times' sake. Yeah, we, we had to do, come we're back just here past, eventually. We had to come back here, and we'll still come back here periodically. Your presence in WTF was probably for the best, really. <laughs> <laughs> Why has it not been great lately? Uh, we haven't done WTF oh, for really? like weeks. It's been anime named that tune for like three weeks in a row. So. Anime <laughs> named that tune is never done the way I and, want it to be done. It's never done the way it should be done. I'm going to say this right out here, um, and hopefully somebody at EM is listening. When oh, you yeah. pick, I know, other than you, because I know you, I know you are fat chance. But when you <laughs> pick the list of songs, don't like ninety nine percent of the list I've ever heard have done, and don't just go and pick ones that you know. Okay, mm. that doesn't help. Standardize things. How about you only pick shows that have been played at Yama for the last five years? Oh, okay. So then you're giving people an actual fair shot at this. Okay, that's fair. As opposed to, okay, I see the know, logic there, right? Because you know, if you went, you know, because some people have a tendency to have more like really old stuff. Yeah. Your list had a tendency to have like old Macross Ramba <laughs> themes and stuff on there, which a couple of people could get. The rest of them had no but clue. In the, but the, but in my defense, also, um, when I ran that show at Yama. Uh, oh, when you ran it, that's the stuff you were playing. Yeah, those were based on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, that, that, and so that that falls a little bit for, uh, closer to what you're requesting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, but like limited specifically to only shows that have been played at Yama for the last five years. Now, the other way I would do it is because I'm a total asshole. Is yeah, I would have um, what else is new? Well, you put like the opening and the ending, and then three image songs. 
for each. Oh, there's series. a term I haven't heard. I was gonna say years. insert songs as well. Insert but... songs, image songs, whatever. Three image songs per series. Yeah. So you've got five songs per series mm-hmm. in the list, and on any given night, you only use one song from the series. Okay, that comes no, up but that, that gets a little bit more right. So I mean, you've no, got a two thirds chance you're going to get a slightly easier one. But a slightly more prominent chance that you're going to get those songs <laughs> that you had to pay attention. Yeah, and then then the, mm-hmm. oh no, and then there, but then uh, and then each series is represented more or less. Each. Exactly, cool but you only you only play one song from a series every night. Yeah, yeah, I see it, I see it. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and with Anime North coming, and uh, Anime North, uh, I, I forget. Do you guys play uh, Anime North rules or see Anime rules? We just do. I think they've done. I think they've done their. I think they they just just say name the series. There's no. No, no, no. no, no, But um, but do they stop after ten seconds and then wait for people to guess, then replay it? No, it goes for like the full thirty. But if you get it within the first ten seconds, you get like more points. When we do that, about Anime anime North always bugged me. Mm -hmm. They'd play ten seconds, stop, wait to see if anybody (laughs) got it. Go. No, you're like you've wasted. That was first a minute edition. playing. Yeah, that, sounded seconds like, of the song. that sounded yeah, like that, first yeah. edition CN anime rules. Yeah, yeah. That, that's about, is... because those were the, those were those those mm-hmm. were um those were the types of rules I set out when I did CN anime. But I know, but I know it's a little year, different in the now. years since. In the years since, um, since the uh, since the control was transferred over to um, James's boss. <laughs> um, I know the rules have changed, so and yeah, they've uh, they've done some some wow. things. Some things I like, some things I don't. Yeah, like. I think well, some gonna... of it they made it more about knowledge. So the more you know, about I know. the and song well, the, the series, is like it adds it. more complications. Well, well, the and... thing is, I would I would have put a limit on that. Say like, okay, look, here, you know, you give us the series, you get a point. You give us one other detail, you get another point. That's it. Because if you're playing to ten, you can get five yeah. pieces of information on a single song. And get and, and you can rack up points. Yeah, so I think it was more about and points. Think, they never think, actually. They never. The they never. Well, yeah, yeah, but if you don't do the ten point, you've got the same contestants playing yeah. for a long period of time, mm-hmm. as opposed to cycling mm-hmm. through them fairly quickly. The thing. The other problem is depending on how play. many people you actually get in the room. That's the other. I've issue. never seen it not full. So well, it depends. <laughs> yeah. Well, the minicon ones and those ones, it really depends on mm. other issues. Sometimes minicons don't count. Minicons are their own little beast because you play songs <laughs> that are like, current yeah. or even just a couple of years old and people are still staring at you wondering what <laughs> the yeah, heck it is. Minicons are a place to, ch- to test your equipment. That's it. <laughs> There's not enough people there for it to really be worthwhile for anything else. Unless you get some guests or it something less, in the room or yeah, something Yeah, it's like occasional. The, la- the, the only Minicon I can recall actually running or being part of a name that tune, um, they were getting so few points that when my, my phone went <laughs> off in the middle of it, and it had a, a Mary Brothers 3 tone on it at the time. <laughs> Somebody buzzed in and I gave him the point. Well, it deserves it at that point, yeah, actually. I mean, well, there's like nothing on the board. And we've gone through 20 songs. I'm going to give you anything. <laughs> so, so okay, so since we are back at York, um, how has it been, Jeff? Because uh, you're still a student here. Um, wow. Yeah, it's been... Hey, whoa, youngin'. <laughs> Jesus. I don't yeah, know, it's been a combination, like, everyone seems generally annoyed at, at everything, but nothing's really been that... Students and, te- and, and instructors and Teachers alike? have been more kind of apathetic, like, they kind of seem, like, annoyed that everyone's probably going to be asking for extensions and that, but they, at the same time, they know there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah, I think... Oh, come uh, on, you guys <laughs> have had 12 fucking weeks off, you don't need an extension on anything. Well, well the thing they've is gotten for me, so rusty, too. 
Uh, oh, cry me a fucking river. It's a thought, though. Well, I know I've asked for Jesus, extension in a couple classes just because I've, I had already booked a trip to Japan for middle of April, right. and I didn't want to cancel that, so I'm like, give me an extra week for an essay or mm. something. And they've been, you know, they're like, you know, Well, no, but that, that's a real excuse, though. Yeah. Right? As opposed to, yeah, I spent the last 12 weeks trying <laughs> to get hours at work and failing, so I did nothing. Yeah. As opposed to, you know reading your books yeah i know you thought you were gonna books, say probably. they were at the pub drinking beer and they, they been, don't they know what happened doing that too but you know the same thing with reading week right it's meant so you can know, actually do work as opposed to hang around and drink <laughs> yes you have more time to do that too but do both seriously mm-hmm. speaking as a former university student you do a lot better when you actually work. My, my memories of it are blurry now so <laughs> You mean the OLG has destroyed you? Ah. Leave that. Leave that for now. Um, okay, so, but yeah, you're, you're hanging in there. And yeah. you're, you're, still, oh, yeah. you're still going to Japan. Oh, yeah. We'll cancel that. <laughs> so how long are you going there for anyway? Uh, just 12 days. 12 days. Uh, it's, uh, I volunteer at my high school, and the ah. art department there had been doing a, I guess they were planning a trip, so I just sort of piggybacked on you that. <laughs> so are you chaperoning, or are you actually I, I think, joining? You know, I, I went in as a chaperone, but I'll probably <laughs> just end up being there. Like, I'll do what I can, obviously, well, but I doubt cheaper. they'll ask. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper. So where are you? Where exactly in Japan? It's the tour of, you know, a lot of it. I don't remember all the details. Probably, probably Tokyo is the main. Tokyo, Kyoto. I okay, think so you're going to... The- we weren't sure if we are going to go into Nara or not, but mm-hmm. it's an optional tour, so right now we're deciding, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like a... Yeah, like, how long will it be? Tour. How long will it be? I think the tour date's nine days, and then there's the... You know, a few days for travel time and I guess recovery time for like, you know, the plan. So it's roughly two weeks. Yeah, let's say, essentially let's say two weeks. We're yeah. Highballing around two weeks. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you'll start with a <laughs> story or two. Oh, yeah. Point. Speaking of which, and going the other way, your um, exchange student <laughs> is on his way home now, isn't he, James? Yeah, well, he's in the plane right now, I would assume. I think they went to LAX and then to Japan. And then the way they said they're going to be there, they left today, but they won't be in Japan till. This coming Sunday, so I'm not sure when they're going over the. Oh wait, so it'll be up. So though they went, they went back this time coming here, but now they're going forward in time. Yeah, so (laughs) there's a good. Oh, it'll be set in Sunday in Japan. Yeah, Yeah. because they cross the date line. Yeah, no, and then so that means also that so it'll probably be Saturday still here. I yeah. tend to get back. As you were bit. joking with him that he should have like come over to Canada and then DeLorean. It would have been much more <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. Probably wouldn't have understood the reference, but hey. Yeah. But uh, uh, we also head back to the future in Japan. Mm-hmm. I know, but they've got probably wouldn't under- if we just said DeLorean, if we said DeLorean, he'd probably be like, What are you talking about? The, the silver Jap- time machine with the <laughs> <Yeah. guy. laughs> I'd love to hear the Japanese voice for Doc Brown just to <laughs> see what they would have come up with you have a story you have any more stories to sh- uh, other than we stories? locked we locked him out of his room <laughs> well he locked himself out of his room it was kind of a hilarious story oh yeah because Humor he, me. he um we took him to sheridan on the tuesday but he closed the door and that door in our house up there was the only one that has a lock on it but we forgot all about that because my sister hasn't used that room we haven't used that room in years and years and years and where's the key well, what happened was originally the reason why she wanted a lock on her door is my brother and her are quite older than myself and my younger brother. So what happened was um, since my brother and sister were same age, my brother had a big thing about stealing other people's socks. So my mom and my sister decided to get these awful pink and 
purple socks thinking he'd never steal them. Then he did. And he <laughs> stole them, and he actually would go into the rooms, like, just go and do it. So then she said, okay, I want to lock on this room. And then after she left, of course, we don't know where the key is. We think there may actually be a spare key in the room, funny enough. But basically, we couldn't uh, do anything. And then he kept on. He was really apologetic. He's like, I'm really, really sorry about this. I'm really, really mm-hmm. sorry. But we must have spent a few hours. We tried credit cards. We tried wire. We tried any <laughs> trick in the book you can think of of getting a door Why open. You just go through the window. Well, no, we replaced the windows. We used to be able to do that, but we have screens and protections on them because we got these new fancy windows. We used to be able to do that. We can't do that anymore. But, um, yeah, we tried every trick in the book. We even drilled through the lock. (laughs) Didn't even do a dang. So I finally said to my dad, I said, we got to just bust it down. And then after about an hour, he finally gave in to us and said, yes, we'll bust down the door, which we did. We were debating. Uh, you were never going to have a chance to do that again. <laughs> it was awesome. I must have. He was apologetic about it. He's like, I'm really sorry about the door. And we're like, nah, it's okay. There's not much we could do. Did you do the standard body check into it? Or did you use no, we were thinking about doing the kick, but we did the body check, okay. actually. We did the shoulder. I am told I am told the best way to do I, that is just to do a firm kick right at the right at the yep. handle. Well, yeah. we didn't do just the kick. Right. We did the shoulder right blow, the, but we actually shoulder blow could we, separate it. But we actually didn't damage the um, frame? the did. frame or anything like that too bad. We managed just to get minimal damage, good, so actually. we can actually still use the door, oh, which nice. is funny enough. Yeah, just it's just we have this <laughs> hole in the lock where the drill went through. <laughs> just replace the lock, or don't, don't, or just <laughs> you don't, don't use the room anyway. Knob. Well, we don't really care. Standard knob. But it was just so funny. He was really apologetic about it. And then, uh, uh, it makes for a good story. <laughs> then, well, we were, they were getting other things. I think they went back downtown. They uh, had Sheridan. So I guess they were doing some more um, animation courses. Insightful. And then um, they got some different things. I think he got Azamangadayo uh, Omnibus. <laughs> that, the English word is from like, okay, okay. Look at Look at Adam's eyes. <laughs> no. Oh, the word Omnibus again. Yeah. But uh, no, it was more funny when he was trying to go to a few things. Like, you know, when they speak in English in there, and he's like, oh, it's the same. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> or some of the various things where we tried to show him where Osaka was, and then we said, not a real Osaka. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> because it got lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Well, but, a lot of things about that series, anime and manga, got lost in translation. Well, it was yeah. weird. They were I, actually, I actually very much disliked the, the English version of the anime for that. Because there were so many inside jokes in the original. And, well, I, and the fan subbers put them all in. I think you had notes on every single and, and one of them. I mean, there was the ADV notes kind of thing. Yeah, but I don't, okay, why do I need to dig through the stupid piece of paper and know when I'm going to look through it? Just put a little note at the top of the screen. It doesn't impede on anything. I'll read it if I want to read it. If not, up, I will. Pop-up reference. I, right. I, the thing is, I remember I have the uh, the first edition thin pack, so that I didn't even mm-hmm. have that. So. Yeah, I know. So it's kind of odd though if you think about it because close the door. Look at Clanid. Did you get Clanid one from ADV Sentai, whatever they're called? I, I have it, but I haven't opened it yet. Because if you go through that, they did the weird it? thing where they had <laughs> on-screen translation notes at certain parts. That's the Sentai thing. That's what they should have. That's like a Sentai that. thing as now, opposed to. Now, of course, they they put it on a crappy series, but <laughs> but that's new for them. The only ones I could ever remember in my life doing that was Anime Ego. It was yeah, very well. Well, known yeah, I know they were great, and they still do whenever they do a series. Yeah, you want every two years or so. Mm-hmm. Wonder when the next volume, when right. the next set of Yawar DVDs are coming out. Yeah, that's out. pretty much it. <laughs> but mostly, other than that, the thing is, yeah, I see mostly inserts myself. Yeah, I see mostly inserts. Yeah. Um, it, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a fan of the inserts. Because they'll I say, mean, like, Kenshin, you know, in episode 9, Kenshin, at this point... <laughs> when Kenshin was coming out, um, uh, Rika Takahashi put them as, like, part of the extras, but you scroll through, and you basically scroll through them as, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like, later on, in, uh, mm-hmm. in just a screen yeah. mm-hmm. full of them. Um, Captain Tyler was known for it similarly, too. Mm-hmm. So, um... A lot of them, like, I understand why I they do the show. booklets or stuff like mm-hmm. that, because... that show, Captain Tyler. You know they're remastering it, right? I know. Yeah, it's in May for it. It's in huh? May. I'm waiting for it. Uh, do you have it already or not? Mm. No? I have the... The thing is, I heard... I know you trade. have it. I, yeah. Last week of May. We watched your copies at Yama. I know. Oh, many years in. ago. Trade in. Because Are I you going to trade in, in I think I might do the trade in, so... I think they said you can even trade in the originals. That's what I got. <laughs> well, no, because remember, there's the other version they re-released oh, yeah, yeah. in that special box, and then people, I guess, when they originally did, they weren't sure which ones they would mean, and then they said all of them. Now, are they are they remastering TV and the OVs? I think yes, both. Okay. Both, but okay. only the TV has been announced so far for late May. Okay, oh, so there's a date already. So, so late like, May, you'll just get buy the them box. In one box. No, you'll have to Shipping. buy them in two boxes. But a lot of people like the TV more than Custom. the OVAs. Well, and that, that, that's fine, but I mean, there aren't that many OVAs. Just toss uh, them on the end. Yeah, there. you can do that. Uh, and what, or what else? And they're offering a trade-in for that? Apparently, that's, that seems they to haven't, be, that's been hinted at. So they haven't said... They said they're going to announce a little later on. They've just announced the date, but who knows? It'll probably be a simple thing. Ship us said discs. We'll ship you back mm, yeah, that the remastered discs. That seems to be the thing. I wish, Eva, they I wish they'd do that with Eva. <laughs> I know they won't. No, they won't. <laughs> it's a given because they want you to spend more money on it. Yeah, especially with ADV's troubles. I don't. They're they going to do that anytime soon. Oh, I'm sure it has nothing to do with ADV. Gainax would be doing it anyway. Yeah, yeah doesn't matter who did it. I'm pretty sure that's in the contract. Is you have to rip people off as much as possible <laughs> for this product. My horomatic. No. Oh god. And that's getting its re-release too. So, well, yeah, I know. Aromatic, uh, yeah, Sentai got that as well. So, Sentai got that. I, I like, it. I like to see this sort of re-release because Aromatic is one of those interesting shows that not that many people saw back in the time. Mm-hmm. And it, it's one of those. Ones, I, it's I, worth I seeing. I still maintain the manga is still a lot. Yeah, there's a surprise. There's well, a lot of them that are like. That, I know, especially when Gainax gets but, the grubby mitts on it. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> I still maintain the manga. Ha- the manga was just di- was just took that. Like mm-hmm. that whole theory to another level. Mm. Yeah, so, it was that, interesting. That line of thinking to yeah. another level. It's just more interesting looking at the mangaka where he went from there. I think his new one, I think it's Kiss Exus or Kiss Sis or something mm. like oh, that. It's a little. They did an anime of that one too. They yeah, done, no, they, they did an OVA. episode. Yeah, it was an OVA. I, 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 I want more of those because that is the manga anything like the anime because that even that one fucking episode was spectacular. <laughs> yeah, I, no, it was really. Well, you I'm should really cool. read the manga. It, it, it's. It's really it's worth it. Kiss X Sis. Yeah, so Kiss it, 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 it's, that was, it's like yeah. twincest functionally. Oh, yeah. jeez. <laughs> With the one bro- brother. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it, yeah, it's, it's great. But no, you just look at Maro Mac and how he evolved to that, and you're just like, yeah. wow. But it was worth its weight in gold. Yeah. But uh, actually, there's some funny other stuff. They ended up getting, let's see, video games, of course. A lot of them. DS games. You got mm. uh, Chrono Cross. And then my brother, conv- my brother convinced him to <laughs> get uh, Castlevania, <laughs> Castlevania uh, Ecclesia, the new one. Oh, the good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we told him, we said, you got to get this game. It's really worth it. Well, but I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to... Chrono Trigger's out. <laughs> oh, Chrono Trigger, yeah. Oh, okay. Whichever one. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever no, one. Because there's, there's two other ones that supposedly exist, but really don't. <laughs> Chrono Cross and Chrono Crusade don't exist. <laughs> 
Well, no, I see, you know, that's what happens never, when you have similar oh, names mind. and you're thinking of saying it, no, say, no. blurt out the other. Yeah, I yeah, them. I mean, yeah, we're talking some Catholic thing. Anyway. <laughs> what? Uh, no, so when, when you talk, when you say Chrono Crusade, that's... I said, yeah, I said Chrono Cross, I meant to say Chrono Trigger. And... Yeah, okay. What is that? And then, of course... Catholic. No, because that, 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 that well, that... Chrono Crusade. Chrono nuns. Crusade was a was a anime ba- on a, based on a nun. So no, that was uh, no, that was a Chrono Crusade. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was Chrono Crusade. Crusade. Yes, okay, Chrono Crusade. <laughs> no, that's we, why we I'm got, confusing. We, we got them. We got them all confused. Trust me. Yeah, that was a hot nun, though. No, no, no! I was made to watch episodes of that series by my then fiance, and I wasn't happy with the series, but the nun's hot. Okay. The series is kind of retarded from what I saw of it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't disagree either. Um, do we have anything else? Oh, wait. Yeah, they're, they're, trust me, I sh- I'm sure U.S. border is and Japanese re- border control are going to love. Yeah, this is a re-release of Sign Yats. Oh. We'll talk about it later. But, uh, okay. I, okay. What do you want to, wait. I got, I got to chime in on this clown. You're <laughs> not a big Perry Bible Fellowship fan? Do, no, no. I love the comic. However, when he released his first, the first Compilation. Uh, yeah, the uh, trial of Captain Sweeto. Yeah, the ki- trial of uh, Colonel Sweeto. Um, he ended the comic. He said, "You know, look, I don't feel like doing this anymore." Now, he he didn't put it that way. He basically said, "You know, look, I'm, you know, I don't want to have to do this on a schedule anymore. I've made enough money selling this to enough newspapers that I I can live comfortably. I don't want to be forced to put them out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put them out at my own pace, which means functionally, you're never going to see one again." <laughs> um so, and then he but he released the book at the same time, so that's okay. You know, you can get them all at once and the website's still up. Now he re releases it for some reason because the first one wasn't good enough and he wants more money. Without yeah. having released anything else. The way they were saying it in the blurb, it could be the final, final, whatever final. Oh, final, <laughs> yeah, I'll believe that one. And this I just has, I guess, interviews and extra comics and it's supposed yeah, to be, I guess, nice and shiny. Well, his lost strips are probably not spectacular because, uh, duh, that's why he didn't post them. <laughs> They're not that good, I imagine. Well, um, you can read them. They're all on. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I will. But, okay. like, you know, it, it's sort of the, like, you know, would you stop beating the dead horse, please? Like, get over it. Either make the comic or don't. Stop milking it. You're not happy about it. I'm not happy about the second book. Either continue producing the comic and then continue producing the book. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, Calvin I, I, and Hobbes is allowed to have more than one book because there's a bajillion comics. <laughs> you don't just make it, a book's worth, then release it again and again and again. That's what they're doing with like Eva and Full Metal Alchemist and things like that. I don't like that either. <laughs> yeah, 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 apparently I, there's an FMA sequel for no good reason. Yeah, and I'm just annoyed right now that they re-released the actual series like twice within the, the same that year. That doesn't surprise me. That's fine. Well, no, it's one, was, one season yeah, sets, and now and it's now the it's next season sets. Bigger season sets. It yeah, but that's because Funimation realized they had a good thing going. Yeah, like, wait, we so. actually got a good series? <laughs> That's awesome. We're going to put the <laughs> shit out of this. Also, I think it's because of retail as well, because you mm. can't really sell as much, so retail will yeah, be more so. apt to take it in if it's in different packaging, different solicitations, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. For the, but, but given uh, that the series is not spectacular, I mean, I, I'm not a big FMA fan, never was. I know, yeah. I've discussed this at length before, so, here, but so. I mean, so, you know, you're milking but, that one of all things. But to tell you honestly... Milk I, card captors. 
Milk card capture. Yeah, I'm still waiting. That was very popular. Yeah, you're waiting for like the extras that didn't get put in there. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't think think it's gonna ever happen. That's the sad part. There's my problem because that's a really good series. It should be popular. I would. I would have bought that again. So would I. So because because I bought those individually. Yeah. And then and then the then there were too many box sets, and those were only out one pressing. And if you missed it, you really missed it. And not many knew they existed when they when they came out. And that was it. Mm-hmm. So and then and then every and then Jenny on lost, lost the license. Yep, everyone mm-hmm. lost the license. So there's no um, North American presence. But that was kind of like a sub license because it was well, no, because it was Nelvana, but yeah. Nelvana lost so I think, it too. So okay. well, but they, because they lost the because what happened was Je- Jenny on then picked up only picked up the second movie officially yeah. and yeah. officially in their catalog or whatever exists of it now. That's what they the only it's thing they have left. Kind of unfortunate because the first movie is quite good. First movie, so it has good. nothing to do with the series. Yes. Yeah. The series is great. <laughs> Uh, first movie was good. Second movie was, you know, a nice ending. Yeah, well, that, but that's what it is. It's yeah, an it's ending. An the ending. first movie's a distraction. Epic. The second movie's <laughs> yeah, an yeah, ending. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but, um, you know, but that the second movie's the only thing that's on record now. Yeah. So mm. it's kind of a sad... Like, that's a, that's a tale of things handled... You wish that it could have been handled differently. Oh, come on. You, you want to look at mishandling. Look at Sailor Moon. Well, there's plenty <laughs> of it. But, that, I mean, that's... Come on, the fact that the, the fifth season still has never been licensed. Don't hold your breath <laughs> oh i know it won't be but but um, even even like some of the little extras along the way that never got licensed oh no the, I, okay like I, the amy chan special yeah you win but uh <laughs> which is amazing is, yeah it's just that like there's like i mean when you look at fandom here and history here i mean ha- mishandles 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 i mean that uh, i mean you that, me, that's sort of yeah I now mean, that i think now that you bring it up i wonder if there okay is there something that did get a good handling here what series wise yes rama Explain. Everything got released. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't... I mean, there was no... Everything got released under the same terms. It's not like they got through part of a season and said, Oh, no, not selling well. Let's just fucking can it. It was, okay, no, we're, you know, we committed to this from the beginning, and it's a it's long series, when, right? It's when you sort of owned it already. It yeah, but I mean, but it's a long series. Mm-hmm. They committed to it. They said, you know, this is what we plan to do. We're going to do the whole thing. We're going to do all the movies. And that was on VHS. Then when DVD comes around, we're going to re-release it again. Which they did. They did. And, I mean, it was successful. And then because when Impact became ex- popular, they re-released it again. <laughs> so. But it's because you could expect the level of consistency. You didn't have the worry, like we've been having more now, mm-hmm. that you'll get halfway through buying a series, and they will, they'll decide not to do it anymore. You know, I, how many... I mean, with Jenny on, it's one thing, because they went under. Yeah. ADV. ADV hasn't else. gone under. Funimation hasn't gone under. Why are you canning these things in the middle? Most of them, there's not as much worry now because with season sets, at least you got most of it up that's, front. Or yeah, you, that, if that's it's fine, but I mean, or but you look at us. Uh, uh, let's go back to Kadocha. You release the first two seasons. Don't do the other one. Where the fuck am I stuck now? <laughs> Who's going to pick up the last one? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing or the last just, two rather with Kadocha. Who's going to pick those up now to draw on the popularity of the first two? Well, there probably was no popularity to begin with. If well, but, that, but that's a function of how it was marketed. Yeah, keep in mind. If you committed to the whole thing and said, look, we're going to do the whole damn thing. Well, they got everything. And they actually did it. You know, if you just stick with it through the end and then people will eventually buy it, whether it comes in the first run or whether it comes in the thin pack, it'll go because people won't be so annoyed with you that they'll actually buy the whole thing. 
the, the yeah um, voice uh, voice commitment because they because they they from the outset they did, from the outset it was known they didn't commit to everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I know they got all the series materials because I remember oh who it was. I know, but it was either the voice director or one of the actors or both that were at one of the cons, and they made note of the fact that they watched. You must be referring to all of. I know Laura production. Bailey was yeah. mentioned. I think that's I think Laura Bailey, but, but it, it could have been Laura Bailey and Colin Klinkenbeer, but I can't remember. But they had the discussion that they watched all of Kodacha because they wanted to know what was happening after <laughs> this because their <laughs> localization team had actually translated all of it or most of it and okay. it was just a matter of they had to get all the rest of it done then set dates release it so on and so forth so right. they just stopped at a certain adam point. last thought because a more recent it. example of this commitment even in the face of it of it failing is marmalade boy because tokyo pop knew from the second they announced that from the second they announced those releases that they were not going to be top sellers they were not going to be that popular they were going to be bought by people who had seen the series, who really enjoyed the series, which is a very slim set of people. Yeah, well, and they were although, although, although two of us. Well, I mean, there's yeah, two of no, us I got table, it, but, yeah. um, but they said, you know, no, we're going to do the whole thing, and that's it. I mean, we won't do another print run. Once it's done, it's done. But we're going to release the whole thing so it's out. So you give them credit. And it was four sets. And it was and four box sets. And they did it as efficiently as they could. And you yeah. give them credit, at least. Uh, of course I do. I, you know, I never thought when Marmalade Boy got licensed first in, you know, 2000, 2001-ish. Mm-hmm. And then it took forever to I never thought anybody, I never thought they were actually going to release it. But not a chance. They picked it up probably because it was cheap when they picked up the manga. Manga would sell, anime would never it, I sell. I think it turned out to be Tokyo Pop's last anime release. Or well, something. it's kind of weird because uh, I think they... possibly, yeah. And, and when, they, when they actually announced, you know, we're going to release it, I pre-ordered them. Mm-hmm. And I never pre-ordered. I will buy it when you know when it's released. Yeah, but we, no, we, I we spent have, the money and I pre-ordered oh, this no, shit. We, 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 we went to the hills for this one. Yeah. So. Sorry, James. Uh, last thought? No, just I was say, just thinking about how they never released it forever, Marmalade Boy. Oh, yeah. And then once they released it, it just came out I think I gushing like water. I think I went on a small rant on that when in one of my former A&N columns, too. So What about Marmalade Boy? Uh, I think uh, I recall that actually, yeah, and like I did a theory about that's kind of sad theory, actually, yeah. that I remember this. My col- yeah, the, the that col- particular one, right? Not not that I remember your column generally, but I remember the particular article. Yeah, that was a sad. <laughs> yeah, you know, I regard it. Anyway, I think it's a, I, I just remember everything Marmalade Boy related. Yeah, that's probably it. Give yourself credit. <laughs> All right, so. And we're like 35 minutes in. We haven't really gotten to the electric yet. Yeah, I was going to say one thing and then I got interrupted and then we went on our yeah, we, we should. I was thinking about the ice wine they bought on White Day. Oh, yeah. for, uh, for They got like all of them. Oh, the one sense they bought like so your, many. This is, this is back to the uh, exchange student. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we have to clarify that for the listeners. Yeah, you told me this last night, but... Yeah, I they just, bought tons of ice wine. <laughs> No, because we gave him some ice wine. Yeah. He enjoyed it. Actually, it's funny. We get all this ice wine sometimes for Christmas, whatever, but we just leave it. And you shouldn't really well, leave it, it for it, 10 it, years, it, but it, if you leave it longer, it's Yeah, but remember, it's an acquired taste, though. Not not, not everybody it's, likes it. You so. got to have it for dessert. It's sweet, That's exactly. it's yeah, it's more smoother wine. if you keep it for a lot Fair longer. Enough, but yeah. 10 years is a little much. Mm-hmm. But we must have had one that was 8 years old and another that might have been younger, maybe 5, 4 years okay. old. They were okay. He enjoyed it. But it was interesting. They went, I guess they went near Niagara. I can't, I think it was uh, Ingesillen they went okay, to. Yeah. And they got like these three packs for 150 whatever. They said it was expensive. And we said, well, if you go to Japan, I'm sure it'll be more expensive in the Far East. 
mm-hmm. than to get from the source because they have to hand pick them. It has to be below zero or a certain temperature of freezing for them to pick them, get them, age them, put it's them in the fine art. Ice wine isn't even finer art. Than it was wine. just funny that they, well, I mean, it, it, it's I mean, it's about a, it's about on par with sherry, right? Yeah. It, it's about that same level. Mm-hmm. It's a fortified wine, so. Mm-hmm. But no, I think they, the one drinker, but, yeah. but the one sensei had so many. Supposedly, he said he was getting them for all his colleagues at the university. Yeah, the so either they were having good souvenirs thing. They were having <laughs> good white day presents, I would say, since it was white day. Yeah, that day. since it was white day on, sa- on uh, the Saturday, fourteenth. Yeah. Oh, but wow. that that was a. I'm just imagining what would happen when they get to U.S. customs and then to Japanese customs. Oh, they'll just let those things through. Though logically, they should have bought them duty free. Usually, yeah, uh, that's logically, what we told but, them. Well, there's these weird new rules about how many bottles of alcohol and certain things you can bring in and stuff like but that. It, but it, on it's where per you go. country, though. Cause, yeah, so, it depends and on the I, I don't know what the rules are in Japan. It's a lot more like going for the in US, Canada, the, the standard rule is, you know, okay, you're allowed a 40-ounce 40, a 40 bottle per person as long as you've been out for at least a week. Which was the unofficial country. rule is you only declare a 40-ounce bottle per person and you put the rest in your check luggage. Yeah. And nobody questions it. <laughs> Well, lots of souvenirs yeah. and memories to take back and in the tradition of reciprocation he'll go your brother's gonna go there in may yeah. missing anime north yeah missing something anime. better <laughs> might we add yeah, no, it's that, nothing's better than me at anime north they did some more <laughs> cultural will be disappointed i'm sure that'll be the only drawback yeah. that yeah probably but yeah they ended up doing more cultural exchange on the saturday instead of at the rate- some some retarded, uh, well, I shouldn't say retarded, um, but some, retarded. <laughs> some idiotic person, I, I actually heard it because I had to pick them up. They What this one girl wanted to do, which we couldn't understand because not many of them wanted to do it, was go clubbing downtown and then oh. rent this room at the Hilton or at something and have a slumber party. And everyone's like, what in the heck are you talking about? So my brother huh? and some people held a party in our basement. They watched five centimeters per second. We're playing video games, so they were playing some rock band, some Guitar Hero, whatever. <laughs> oh <laughs> well, no, they were big Guitar Hero. What I hear, like I'm throwing a party. The idea of, you know, we're gonna watch anime and play video games. Oh, Japanese <laughs> people! Japanese people! Yeah, I that's guess why. That's why. They also decide to show them how to play Halo. So I'm sure that was interesting experience in itself. They were trying to speak to others. It's like, press this, press that, shoot the person. Well, it's, which is kind of there's funny. only like three things to do in Halo, which is shoot people, call them a noob, and <laughs> in and that I, order. And then I think <laughs> the last I saw, they were they were playing Smash Brothers, which supposedly uh, they were okay at, but uh, they weren't the best. So the, the Japanese. Gaijins, are- the Gaijins <laughs> took, some, took some for the team. The Hakujins are better at... Smash Brothers than the Japanese. Wow. Well, you never know. They were drinking. I'm not sure how much beers they had down oh, okay. there, so that could have probably helped them too. So it's just it's just the white man's liver is better. <laughs> the liver. But no, we had quite a few. I think we must have had God knows how many Osakins down there. That's probably a record for us <laughs> in our house. We'll never beat that record of that many Osakins. Well. <laughs> anyway, okay, so um, uh, we should get on to this because we're now like 40 minutes in. If you really want to, yeah, we I should. mean, I guess that's what you came here for. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, part two. Um, this one's a little bit harder, I guess. Are we gonna read the yeah. abstract and then we'll try we should, and well, think about? It? Well, let me let's do the uh, let's do the quick background. As we mentioned last week, when, when we um we started talking last week about the lectures at Ryerson University, I, I have trouble calling it Ryerson University, but sure. Um, Ryerson on, High. 
<laughs> I still call it Polytechnic University. I can accept so. that. Okay. Uh, on uh, we we started talking about uh, anime and contemporary Japanese society, the lecture series that was presented at Ryerson a couple weeks ago, March fourth. Um, we talked. We at uh, last week we talked about Kaichiro Morikawa's <laughs> essay on on um, otaku culture, personality, space, and the city of anime fr- fans, and uh, Akihabara, and how it changed based on the tastes of the people who go through it, namely anime fans mm-hmm. or otaku, um, as as he put it. Actually, <laughs> forget forget me putting it. That's the way he actually put it. Um, that was one half of it. The other half was the first half, and that was um, presented by Yokohama University Prof. Uh, Jacqueline Burnt. I'm not mispronouncing it, am I? Yeah. I think that's. Correct. I think I probably did worse last. Yeah, week, so. you did last week. Uh, therefore, we offended. It's because of, it's because of the NDT part. Then it just kind of. Yeah, I guess so. Doesn't fly off the tongue, does it? No, not well. Anyway, <laughs> um, so she presented a paper too. She presented an essay and a lecture as well. And this one's a little bit harder for us to kind of fathom mm-hmm. uh, the the way to summarize it. So I guess it's best to say we should read this verbatim from the abstract. You want to read it, or should I? I'll read it. Okay. Uh, it was the essay was entitled the essay and the lecture itself was entitled "Postcritical Anime: Observations on Its Identities Within Contemporary Japan." While anime is being watched on a global scale, there are significant differences in its contemporary reception. The gap between regular consumers and critical spectators, sometimes appearing in the form of Japanese audiences versus foreign Japanologists. Deserves special attention since it raises a number of questions, such as what sort of animated film is identified as quote unquote anime? Who relates anime to politics, history, and society? What kind of meaning is at play in anime's performative images? And to what extent can one to what extent one can read Japanese society or even culture out of anime? Comparing Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, nineteen fifty four film, and Gonzo's recent 2004 anime series, Samurai 7, as, as well as touching upon anime's history, this lecture focuses on aesthetic and cultural identities ascribed to anime in modern Japan and their contemporary relevance. Actually, that's a pretty good abstract yeah. I think yep. about it. And remember, she said she was coming at it from the aesthetics point of view because that was her major focus yeah, and, at yeah. uh, teaching in university and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So she was looking at through those lenses. And we can get on the political stuff without really knowing anything, well, mm-hmm. without us mm-hmm. having a, the formal background. And it, there's a lot there just... Just, just, uh, just in those words. But from an aesthetic side, yeah, it's it's a good way. Um, and if we jump off, I guess from that start, she kind of started off, and we kind of started off talking because it was Oscar season. Oscar season. Um, she started talking about uh, well, was it La Maison short- en Petit Cube? Yeah, I think the, this yeah. was the short film that won yeah. the Oscar. And she said a couple is it, before. Is it Japanese? Like, what is? Mm-hmm. Japanese mm-hmm. anime and stuff like that in their minds and then in our minds because the Japanese people thought of the very French looking mm-hmm. animation piece which I found pretty interesting yeah well I would say it looks yeah, French it when like... I look at it I, I thought it was French too to mm-hmm. be yeah, totally honest the, the I would not if they had not shown any names or anything I would have said yeah, that's French we, and then, animation. And then we see the, a Japanese director come and accept their award, saying, Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Yeah, I think we use this label, and this is, she brings this out in the, in the lecture. And, and everything mm-hmm. we're going to bring, bring up, uh, mm-hmm. chances are, came up in one form in, this, in her lecture. Yeah. So mm-hmm. everything we're going to talk about here in the next, uh, let's say, 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she always felt that um like she takes issue with the term anime being a catch-all and but the thing is it's used as a term of convenience these days mm-hmm. i think that's uh, that seems to be a big part of it mm-hmm. so um like she uh, like she used um the phrase uh she, i remember her saying miyazaki doesn't doesn't like the label anime for his films and it doesn't always apply but it mm-hmm. is used for convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, she started off by the, the lecture by uh, using the fr- using this idea that anime's rise it was, anime's rise in Japan was more due to Japan's peculiar modernization and less on traditional culture. So I guess it was a sign of the times type thing. Mm-hmm. So um, leisure and soft power. I think that's a, that's a note I have. That's a phrase I have here in my written notes. That's a common thing that we've been hearing all throughout, and especially I think Morikawa hit on it and stuff like that, that it wasn't really the government that jumped on this idea. It's just the fact that over time, through this cultural exchange of the West and the East through anime, they're like, okay, we need to continue on with our economy. What's hot? Obviously, the tea ceremony and all that isn't going so they went and started promoting heavily into anime without really thinking forward and that was mm-hmm. said through both of them even through the q and a's i believe you ever thought you yeah. ever thought already jeff or? no you, pretty you much go. yeah summarized to the Adam, abstract really at any point if you <laughs> but if you there's there's an interesting yeah i mean it's i i don't know if i would you know lump it in as you know hey it's hot we're you know we're investing in it it's because you can also see it as just as I mean, it, it follows the same. It also sort of follows the same sort of shift as you know North American culture did, in that, you know, you're, you're shifting to the wider medium. You're shifting to television, mm-hmm. and that's it. Regardless of, and I mean, you're just playing to your audience at that point. So as you pump more money into television shows, people watch these animated series. You put more money into it. You saw more money going into animated series in North America at the same time. It's not unique. It's just playing to the audience. But it's a function of who you're directing the animated series to. Mm-hmm. In North America, you had them a lot more directed towards children. In Japan, you had quite a few directed towards children. But then you ended up with the, the yeah, slightly sure. older audience yeah, and they were talking was about picking them up as well. Too. Okay, so um, let me go through my no- my own notes because basically uh, I wrote them as I heard them and throughout this. Throughout I think there the are other lecture. ones. I, I think I talked to another person actually at that after party and we were discussing that same issue of soft power and stuff like that. And he was telling me, I can't remember what it was, whether it was a painting or it was some traditional Japanese art. And there are mm-hmm. many, but this one I hadn't heard of. And he was telling me that they had sold it to some guy in Dubai for some insane amount of money. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that that's what they're really into now is that the Japanese people, the youngins, aren't mm-hmm. into it. And so now they're basically reaching out to the foreigners or people of interest that have interest in okay. the various traditional arts. And it was an interesting discussion based on this exchange and them wanting people to. But you can make, but I don't know that, again, I mean, I wouldn't class that as, you know, unique at all, you know, because cultural art universally has come to be less cared about by the people in the culture and has become more seen as just generic art you know look at inuit art look at inuit carvings Mm -hmm. nobody cares about (laughs) them in in the you know the sort of aboriginal community but they're prized as high art Mm. and even look at things like art students today i mean like i don't know of any like fellow art students that are super into like even the group of seven 
But if you go to, like, you know, ancient Egyptian art or even contemporary, like, Japanese, Chinese art, even, like, you know, the, I guess, propaganda posters from, like, Mao, everyone's mm-hmm. more interested in that than anything Canada's done, at least from my experience mm-hmm. going up through the art programs mm-hmm. where I've been. Hmm. It's an interesting way to put it, for starters. So. Yeah, it's just, I mean, as, as, you know, the as the world becomes more global, I mean, I hate that phrase, but <laughs> as it becomes easier to access each other, each mm-hmm. other, you don't focus on yourself anymore. So you become more interested in things that other people produce. But you, but it's still ultimately limited. Uh, but what it means is you tend to focus more on the field rather than what you're, you know, what you're in. You focus on mm-hmm. genres. You focus on your niche. You know, if you like animation, you're ultimately, going to focus on animation being, from everywhere. Limited. The right. only problem, but if you like paintings and sculpture. Mm-hmm. You're going to pick them yeah. out from every the, single... The thing. only problem where it kind of hurts you is you need the craftsmen, you need the people yeah. to actually make them. Because some of these things, you can't just mass produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need those special people, and they come from that but that's culture. Yeah. But the audience you can't isn't... have some random white guy go <laughs> in and just make it happen. Yeah, but the, I mean, the, that that's the, the demand often. for these things isn't actually functionally changing. Mm-hmm. The demand is constant. It's just where the demand comes from. So the demand for these trades for these craftsmen will always be there. They just—it's no longer a matter of you can just you know sell it at the corner store because people are interested. You have to sell it on a wider network. But with the proliferation of the internet, that's not a problem anymore. It's more of you need the craftsmen. Yeah. But the thing—if if you have declining interest mm-hmm. from the younger generation, then it's going to die with them, and then mm-hmm. there's nothing really for the country to do to promote these. Yeah, but I mean, but people have said that sort of thing about painting for years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't prevent people going through fine arts. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. fact, it just creates a fucking dearth of them. Yeah. Most of them who know nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I want to hit in the face all the time. I'm pretty bitter towards the things. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to go there. <laughs> so I, I sp- I'm good friends with a good, with a good lot of people with fine arts degrees, and they are none too happy about any of it. So, but, uh, especially here at York. Yeah. But it's but interesting if- what you're saying about like the craftsman and that, because even if you look <clears> at uh, Murakami, his like training and degree is in traditional Japanese art form. Mm-hmm. And he's doing stuff that's basically spoofing the otaku culture and you know Japanese mm-hmm. consumer. It sounds like kind of lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, into, back into mm-hmm. that. And then I guess some of that comes back to another thing that was discussed uh, in the lecture uh, for this one from Professor uh, Burnt. It was um, the imagination because uh, she showed a Anime clip proper. of uh, Battleship uh, Yamato. Mm-hmm. Give and the impression. Yeah, yeah probably it, this, this. There was limited here. animation, and we were trying to basically digest it. And she said, when you're watching that, your imagination can kind of yeah. take over. It's Give not about the of- lip sync, about mm. all that. And mm. we never really thought about that because the other thing they mentioned is for us, we're watching a lot of older stuff and newer stuff. So, for example, Mike, you would be watching, I remember back in the day, you were watching uh, Core. Mm-hmm. And then probably Kenshin at the same time, which was a lot newer. And for the Japanese audience, it's like, oh, Core is old and Kenshin, Kenshin but is the new one. So it's kind of a different experience and a divide between us and them, which was an interesting discussion mm-hmm. in that. Gives too. impression of movement, not actual imitation, limited animation. I remember I remember this little analogy when you see a grass field, when you see a, a scene in a, gra- in a windy grass field. And in, in a Japanese anime, you'll just see a ripple go through mm-hmm. the through the through the um, actual green, mm-hmm. as opposed to seeing an individual individual blades blowing <laughs> in the wind. Mm-hmm. That's you know, mm-hmm. hence the imagination bit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, minimalist, minimalist animation, maximum impact. I, th- that, I think that was the key phrase. Yeah. That was a key mm-hmm. phrase there. Yeah, I think the maximum impact. Now we're getting on to because- aesthetics, so. Yeah, because remember, she said she was in a stex and stuff like that. And you never really think about that while you're watching. Mm-hmm. Even us, like, uh, that's why I said that okay. thing comparing older series to newer series. We were consuming them at the same time, whereas the Japanese weren't. And we never really thought, like, we can see the differences, know the differences in the anime CG versus mm-hmm. the older animes that don't have it hand-drawn and stuff like that. But I guess we never think about it while we're watching i think more of the story more of the other things but it just made me think back and think about all those small little details in the background that you never think about as you said the grass field where you see the one wind blowing mm-hmm. over the grass instead of all the grass blowing together yeah i, don't, I, don't I was actually thinking there that um mm-hmm. sorry i mean it, there, uh, it is quite correct you don't tend to notice these things um there's only one series i can think of where you notice it because the entire point was to uh, experiment with different types of animation, and that's Caracano. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it was an express goal when making it to fuck around with as many styles of animation as possible. They did a good job with it. Mm-hmm. it oh, yeah. amazing. But that it's the one show where you can actually see the differences. Because you'll go from one episode to the next, and you know the, the amount of actual animation can drop off. <laughs> and you'll be you'll be playing with still images, or you go to the paper dolls episode. Although you want, although <laughs> and the fact you're getting this impression of movement from yeah. still images. Although you wonder if that's like, well, this is Gynax anyway, so yeah. you wonder if their yeah. mo is at, at times with their because of their known checkered <laughs> at times checkered history. So uh, sometimes it's is it art or is it budget? So I know uh, uh, well, with that one, um, you think, I mean, it, you think that art. one? I'd say it's art, if only because nobody goes to the budget. To mess with some of the stuff they did. <laughs> right? Nobody goes to the budget of making an episode with paper dolls. Nobody. I remember the uh, black and white episode with yeah. the flashback with the father. Yeah. That yeah. Was, that was, that was, that's that was probably a, the best episode in the series. Probably one, that was a And it's the simplest episode. because it has the least animation. It's mostly a series of still images that are drawn in like charcoal. But you get the most impact out of it. Mm-hmm. Minimalist I, animation. I know Yama impact. showed uh, Slayer with that's about sense then. I think they had one episode that hearing about that now might have been a spoof of that entire series just because the entire episode basically switched animation styles like <laughs> you know every five minutes. You know, one time it's a horrible clay animation. Looks like something like off of like nineties YTV that yeah, like, that, know, that would that would probably be yeah. <laughs> probably then be they did up, shadow yeah. puppets every so often and yeah, so mm-hmm. hearing that now it's interesting that it's yeah. probably a parody of that. Okay. Okay, we should continue. <laughs> yeah, go everybody go out and watch Caracano. It's pretty cheap to pick up nowadays. <laughs> yeah, that's so. yeah, in a thin pack now. <laughs> okay, let's I went see. and bought all the fucking things individually. Let me go through, I'm right, insane. Let me go through my notes here and then see if if anything's worth bringing up further. Uh, but using word anime makes them makes makes things accessible, not art, but more organization of goods and activities. I don't know about that's a weird one. No, oh. I can see that because I mean, uh, once again, uh, the second you apply that label, it's marketing. And because look at how well, or how poorly is the better phrase, um, think about Canadian animated short films. How well do they sell? Do they? That's my point. They <laughs> the only reason that we see the Canadian ones is because of the, the National Film Board. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. Because they put a lot of money into these. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you look at, look at, I mean, just look at pre-Pixar 
Or look at the, the non-Disney entries into, like, the Academy Awards for Best Animated or Best Short Film. Let's go Best Animated. Mm-hmm. Short best Animated Short Film. Like, look at them. You would never buy them. You'd never know of them if not for Disney. that. Marketing. I mean, if not for either the Academy Awards or Disney. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Disney's the only company in North America that's really been able to sell animated films. You know, DreamWorks has been trying... <laughs> And so, but the For thing, ages. and with the and strange enough, with the decline of Disney in, in the animation in the animation department, maybe that's why you see only three nominees. It, yeah, but Disney's coming back now. Well, the other since, yeah. no, since they bought Pixar, they oh, shifted yeah. a, around a lot of the animation mm-hmm. department. One of the first, uh, and the the individual now in charge of Disney's animation was the head of Pixar, mm-hmm. Lasseter. Uh, Lasseter. Yes, Lasseter. Lasseter. Mm-hmm. It's Lasseter. But, the first thing he did, and I mean, it's one of those things that you don't really notice all the time mm-hmm. is they can the straight to video sequels mm-hmm. no they're gone they're done no good idea because they ruin the brand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it dumbs down the brand the, there's other issues too when you look at the cost of the animators here compared to basically japan and korea mm-hmm. because basically they're unionized so they gotta spend all this money on the an- animators so where does that leave the story yeah not very well mm-hmm so then you just have this beautiful animation, but the story is yeah. less than... But design. so back to the ultimate point is, if you just call these things animated films, nobody has any motivation to buy them whatsoever. Fair. The second you market it as anime, it falls under... The, it's like it's the same as marketing as a Disney film. Mm-hmm. It's Disney, all of a sudden there's a reason to buy it. You know, the, it, DreamWorks is sort of trying to get there, but A, they put out really shitty CG movies... Um, Shrek is the, <laughs> the Shrek series is about the only exception um, and look at how well their stuff sells afterward I mean Kung Fu Panda is about the closest exception they've ever had in recent years mm-hmm. in, in their entire time doing it really but for Shrek which they got lucky with <laughs> yeah, Kung Fu Panda is the only exception everything else they put out yeah, it's been nobody good. cares about. It hasn't really stuck. Yeah, I mean, you'll get you know, you'll you'll always get kids want to go to the theater and see it, but mm-hmm. and you'll always get some DVD but they, sales, the but it's is, never the mass market. They just they don't. don't. That's yeah. exactly it. I mean, just, you know, you can stack up you know as many Madagascar's <laughs> and Surfs up against something like Wally. Mm-hmm. You're never going to reach the sales numbers, and I mean, but what is the difference? Re- I mean, really, it's a CG film. Mm-hmm. But you've got one marketed as a you know Disney. it's a Disney film. I know and Disney there's, has there's been here for a hundred years. Even now, I mean, yeah. nowadays you could even market it as Pixar, and it's going to be mm-hmm. it's going to sell just mm-hmm. as well only because of the original Disney tie. Mm-hmm. Because pre Disney Pixar, once again, standard animated film, nobody bought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see it. Mm-hmm. But uh, there were other things. Let's if we got back onto the lecture, keep, keep, keep I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. Can we have, we do have I actually was going to say the um, get to the Samurai 7 versus uh, the 7 Samurai. And one of the things I know I wrote down in regards to that and was like, she was discussing about um, the Anglo view, which I assumed her to mean the outside view of Japan. And what she said about that, which was interesting, of course, was anime offers entertainment and insight into Japanese society. And then she asked the question, what is Japanese society? And she went on and a then... A venue for to... questioning of identity. I mean, mm-hmm. that, 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 mm-hmm. that, that's uh, how she kind of labeled it in the comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what she, what she ended up doing was playing essentially similar scenes from both 
similar scenes from both Seven Samurai and Samurai, from the uh, Kurosawa film and the anime uh, of the Samurai Seven and Seven Samurai. And um, basically playing a similar scene from both. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she and one showed of them the being characters the as well. And she showed off the characters, mm-hmm. you know, how it all shook out, shook down. Because obviously if you've seen the film or are familiar with the story, you know not, that not all the, all of, most of the... There's like, a little creative five, licensing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the well, cyborgs, you know. Cy- the cyborgs <laughs> with the Mifune, Cho- Toshiro Mifune character, mm-hmm. Matt, who, who's, mm-hmm. who's the true vagabond amongst them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like... Who died? Who didn't? Etc. Mm-hmm. Um, the depiction of the final scene was one. Yeah, thing. with the samurai and how the graves were set in certain ways compared uh, to the original and then the animated version, and basically artistic license and how they're closer to the peasants in the original compared to the uh, animated. There was a, there was mm-hmm. a lot a, 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 a more of a fe- there was a. Like, one had more of a distant feeling as opposed to the other. Yeah, because it was up on a hill in the animated version, and to me, that says they're above. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, keep in mind, compared to... Keep but in mind, maybe keep I was mind, looking saw, more into it and more that to what you in the live said. action, too. The, that, that same scene, that when you look mm-hmm. at the pan of the, of, the, um, of the cemetery at the very end. But like the they cemetery, were at the, they were at the it was on a hill, too. but the hill wasn't like a cliff. Like, in the oh, no. original, it was like a small hill. They were all mm-hmm. there, even the peasants ones. But in the animated one, it was like this big cliff, and it was just the four of them there. Same thing, but it, but the peasants weren't buried up there from what I could see. It was only their graves were shown. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a different thing of how the samurai were above the peasants in the animated version compared to the live action version where they were all thought of as Well, the but I mean, the, the, I mean, that's partially artistic license. I also get the impression it's partially that when they decide to make the anime version, given that they're not Kurosawa... They didn't pick up on some of the subtleties he was trying to <laughs> input there. No, mm-hmm. they, they, that's true too. So, well, no, the other thing that she did point out, and very rightfully so, and that we knew very much about, was creative licensing of current trends like mm-hmm. uh, lolly girls, Bishojin uh, yeah. guys, yeah, which was cyborgs, which Gundams, <laughs> yeah, which is Gundams depicted, of- which was depicted in the anime. Yes, and the resulting live-action adaptation, <laughs> and there was the some Moe in there too. She mentioned that. Yeah, I so I mean, it started really skewing, and what you end up with, what you end up with, is something still quite different, and but also ends up skewing what could have actually been, mm-hmm. or like 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 Kurosawa's version was dark, gritty, you know, it, yeah. it, very very dirty to look at. Certainly, a lot. Well, of, like in the comparisons of those scenes. Yeah, I was thinking of the scene of the battle, the and battle you see scene. how, like, remember how we think of samurais? They're clean, their equipment's yeah. clean. And then even in black and white, you can see how muddy and dirty <laughs> and how the rain's just pelting down mm-hmm. on them. You, you, in you this play, battle, it just was and it, complete. Yeah, and then, and then they had, and then. How you end up seeing a little a bit more with the anime, yeah, it, where they're going, everything's clean. And with clean, the one fight, no... she was saying how the one character was looking almost like a ballet dancer, and like you know, basically with smooth movements, and you know, almost you know, from the animation, just toying with the enemy, as I said, sort of dancing around it, and it seemed obviously much more like romanticized. And but of course, the like, ironic thing is, is, remember the original it movie. Is more romantic. It is. Yeah. Well, both, about remember it. the original both, version. Put, a bit, put, put, yeah. put that aside. Like I mean, both versions. Mm-hmm. Are rom- are in its own form romanticized. Yeah. I was going to say romanticized as well in that because remember she, what she said about the live action where it was raining, but none of them were like drenching wet. Yeah. So <laughs> think about that in a yeah. moment. You're in a drenching rainstorm, but you 
your hair's <laughs> not wet, it's perfect, you're not wet you on still the sort of see it, but the thing is one's further along than the other, certainly yeah. I think that much we can certainly uh, take I mean, you see um, colorful, bright, mm-hmm. pastel-y type <laughs> colors in the anime well, granted, the other one was in black and white but <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you could still tell it wasn't yeah. it wasn't bright and powerful it, wasn't supposed it, was, to be. it was pretty drab mm-hmm Fans don't care much for the political community analysis of anime plays on in marginalization. I think that's sort of what we saw in mm-hmm. the, in this comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember uh, talking with uh, Professor Burnt afterwards uh, in the after party mm-hmm. briefly, and we had a nice conversation years ago. And this is another column I did for ANN <laughs> when the um, Kenjin OAV came out. Which one? Uh, um, the first one. Okay. The first one. The first like, one. Which well, basically just, told yeah, I just want to know. Because <laughs> um, when the first Kenshin OAV came out, we ta- I, I, I always played a... I, I thought of the uh, a, the um, OAV as a what-if concerning Kenshin. Mm-hmm. What if... And, oh, and the second OAV, too. And in, in, in conclusion, the second OAV, too. What if Kenshin never... W- w- was always depressing? What if Kenshin... What if those 10 <laughs> years never lightened Kenshin up? Mm-hmm. And that's basically what you ended up seeing in the OAVs, both for both versions. Um, and I, I know I got I got I got slagged on on my on what <laughs> I said in that because people remember Kenshin the TV series as being idealistic, romanticized, you know, optimistic. But I I appreciated the OAVs because even though they weren't necessarily what even Watsuki wanted, the creator, he it was a depiction of what. Likely was during that time, a little bit closer to what it was mm-hmm. during that time. And I think it, it was that, more to the real um, world than the image the world, world. And, and I think that was in relation to what she said because I remember we were and that's why discussing. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. it said something to the fact that the updated anime of Samurai Seven going into it again shows it differently than Seven Samurai in blending the real and the image world, which she talked about consistently. And then we were talking about the graves again. I remember I wrote down the thing about the supremacy of the group over the individual and the grouping of the graves from the first one compared to the second one, which we mm-hmm. already talked about. And then, of course, the transition to Samurai 7 where they have merchants and all that compared to uh, the first one where it was about the Shogunite and all that. Yeah. And so it was more modernized and stuff like that. And then basically the final point I think she left off was um, it, the Seven Samurai was not timeless in japan but it was timeless to us the foreign viewer and viewing it mm-hmm. and i think it was a similar thing i was what she didn't point it out for the animated uh, one or even anime but it makes you wonder it relates back to that comment of what japan thinks and what we think of it representing japan society in relation to anime yeah, we said this and, about And I'm wondering about that timeless aspect of people viewing certain Japanese dramas and certain Japanese anime of being timeless and then probably thinking of it in a specific time zone. Yeah, well, it's fiction. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's probably one of the key things we have to sort of keep in mind. I mean, but then again, we form our own opinions based on that fiction. Uh, Rightfully, well, nonetheless, but probably... to an extent, and and if it gets too out of hand, it gets dangerous too. Mm-hmm. Um, den- denial of realism, I think, mm-hmm. was a key point in this in this mm-hmm. lecture. So, um, decorative stuff for pleasure, more for entertainment as opposed to moving story, perhaps hindering deep, mm-hmm. deeper meaning, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. You, which you brought up. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, uh, I'm not sure if you pointed out, was the hybridity was the final thing of her talk. Mm-hmm talking about and i guess it was discussing about being eclectic uh 
dialectical and then anime anime being heightened by uh, globalization and basically challenging the nation, thinking society and art. Mm. And we have to take it's all being challenged by this. Yeah, and and new uh, this new uh, spotlight that's and, being shined on a new part of their society. Yeah, and she says this has to be taken seriously because mm. people uh, people both in and out watch all of this voluntarily. Mm-hmm. So, hence back to your marketing, hence back to the marketing yeah. thing, right? Mm-hmm. We this is why we have to start taking a look at this critically. And and um, I remember a prof telling me that like we haven't really gotten too far uh, academically because um, well, not much has been written, but but not much academically has been written about anime. But this is this is mm-hmm. a, certainly quite an interesting start. And that kind of relates back to her start as well, talking about how much really has been done. And most of the many ones she mentioned were like Susan Naper, which is mm-hmm. a very well-known person for her various books. And yeah. I, th- I think she's t- University in Texas, I believe. Texas? Yeah, is it Texas, I think? Or is it Indiana? I, th- I don't know. I thought it was Texas from what I remember. I, I but there, there isn't so. really many books by actual intellectuals academics. or university mm-hmm. professors, academics, as you said. Okay, yeah. There's but, only but, so much. But make the, make the comparison to North America once again. How many, you know, <laughs> how many academic journals about you know care bears do you have mm. it's the same thing you know you have this animation medium which just isn't widely respected whether or not it's meant to have a deeper meaning you know i'm not going to ever argue that care bears was meant to have a deeper <laughs> meaning but you look at some of the more some of, you look at disney films i think they were mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that were meant to yeah. come across there that you didn't always see and which could could use academic discussion I but think- they're always going to be they're always going to be seen as children's movies. Most of it, though, I think in relation to academic and intellectual study is in relation to soft power. Mm-hmm. It ties back to the soft power aspect and cultural exchange between different cultures. And that's where most of them would want to look at. And that's when they say, okay, maybe it's worth looking at mm-hmm. why this culture or this nation is training with this nation or why this thing is going spreading across the globe. Why is McDonald's spreading across the globe? Or why are French or various other nations deciding to burn down a McDonald's in protest, <laughs> even though they may not have done anything wrong? It's just that they're the symbol, symbol of America. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're the symbol. And so that's what they want to study, the symbol. Yeah, not I, the I'd, rather, I'd rather see them not go as not go elsewhere for the, you know, don't mm-hmm. look to the cultural exchange. Look to how the product you produce mm-hmm. is a reflection of yourself. Mm-hmm. Not Look at that. Look at how your product is a reflection of your own society and your own social values. And look at it over time. Mm-hmm. I think one and of the problems from that new. so far there's right only now... So but, no, but animation there's isn't new. Hmm? Animation's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's a trend. Mm-hmm. But, but that's the thing. But now that, you, now that you've understood that there is a trend... Mm-hmm. Now's the time to go back and look to see. Wait, was it really there before? Yeah, mm-hmm. did we just not notice? One of the yeah. problems, like especially when you mentioned Care Bears, is that just as the example, and I'm not sure if this would apply directly to anime as well, but a lot of people who have interest in this at the academic level probably aren't in you know positions of power to make that sort of thing known right now. I mean, right now, at least from what I can see, most people are like, you know, 50s, 60s that are writing most of these academic journals. Mm-hmm. And I don't see any of them going to lengths to write some sort of academic paper on Darkwing Duck or something. <laughs> yeah, but this is why... You sh- but, but remember, the people who grew up with some of those cartoons mm-hmm. who grew up in sort of the, you know, heyday of yeah. North American animation 
are now at about that age yeah, of getting so into the academia. I'm hoping that that, you know, happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can see it a bit with Professor Burnt. I mean, I don't sh- think she's that old compared to mm-hmm. a lot of things. And we can see that, you know, hopefully, like, from what I could get from her, she is an anime fan, and mm-hmm. hopefully she's been taking that into the academic world. And I can only hope that, you know, you know a trend continues along that line. So we mm-hmm. get... I guess more in depth, in depth thought yeah. on things like that, and I guess we, we should and hopefully not like the fucking legal journal. We <laughs> 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 should get onto that later. Um, okay, I guess uh, well, there's not too much else to say because we basically went through everything mm-hmm. that was said in this. Uh, as I said, the only way you can only truly appreciate this is to probably have seen the lecture for yourself. Mm-hmm. For what mm-hmm. it's worth, unlike uh, unlike Morikawa Sensei's um, stuff. There isn't probably too much on the web uh, we can refer to yeah. here in regards in regards yeah. to specifically this. We do have her uh, website though, and mm-hmm. we will put that in the links. Uh, but, Yokohama, but um, but there are I guess many other thoughts you could be left with. I never got. I spoke to her only for a bit, but the one thing I forgot, and I mentioned it to you as well, Mike, was remember Gonzo not only did Samurai Seven, a remake of the Seven Samurai, but then did a remake of. Um, Count of Monte Cristo, oh, Gankuzo, and then mm. Romeo and Juliet, Romeo cross Juliet. And it'd be interesting to see how people would look at those through mm-hmm. those lenses, taking two foreign works, English and Whoa, French. Somebody and then, did an anime of Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, yeah Gonzo did, did that. Okay, let me ask right now, did they do it correctly or did they do it the way everybody thinks Romeo and Juliet's written? Uh, it's kind of they got they got a flying Pegasus, flying Pegasus. Remember, I I looked I look at Romeo mm. and Juliet as being about you know a very core situation. Now, being that I can actually read Shakespeare and read all of it and not ignore certain parts, it's not a love story it, so. in the slightest. <laughs> The Just problem, for the record, in case you're 12 and thought it was, <laughs> it's problem, not. The problem is they do have a bit of that in there, and it, they don't. They do have the tragedy element in there, but I even call the it thing, tragedy. Well, a lot of Shakespeare's <laughs> no, no, but I mean, it, much, much of the way that that play was written, it could have been a comedy. Well, no, it it's true. More it does. So that's the thing. It, it well, looks like it's just com- missing a couple yeah. of sections. There's some comedies. There's some tragedy. There's some historical. But, of course, there's the other uh, shadier elements of wow. Shakespeare, <laughs> if we may say so. I prefer the shadier elements of Shakespeare. Okay. Me, both, uh, his uh, opinion of women and of certain uh, minorities. Yeah, but I mean, remember, though, that, that that's sort of a function <laughs> of the times you're running in, right? Well, I think some of it was his life, too, if you look at his love life and stuff like that. That, too. But, I mean, you're writing this in Tudor England. Yeah. Well, it's kind you're, of you're gonna have certain lenses on your life here. Hence politics. Hence well, politics. it's just kind of the weird thing of how it develops over time and what some people take away from. And you're like, but look at the times. Yeah. And look at where it's from. But I it was an interesting. I was. Break, in- I think. I think. No, we should. Like, <laughs> oh, I was just wondering. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I was just more of looking at that. But I think we've talked enough. Like, I think it was more the thing of I I wondered about taking foreign works. And then basically making them into I an anime. Believe, and, that's and another you know topic for another I day. Believe I believe that to be another lecture. <laughs> another t- lecture <laughs> for another day. But I was intrigued to see who would take a lens through that. That'd I think, and I think um, that's to come because that's a different okay. type of cultural exchange. Go to break you know, and I mean, we'll talk about it from the angles <laughs> of view to the Japanese okay. and back. Okay, uh, but it's an interesting thought. As I said, we'll put up the website. Um, if you see any of these lectures come to your area, see it. Also, videotape them. <laughs> be a good idea, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Actually, There's I'm curious to know if there was, was there one guy. I don't know. They weren't. They weren't checking, but I, I was more 
just in there to listen. I'd be intrigued. I'd be intrigued if there is a video of this. Uh, we'll look around, yeah. and if there is, obviously we'll let it come here. And uh, I believe well. she was going to Montreal and Edmonton as yeah, well. Was that was the same thing. It was the same thing. It was the same thing for uh, with Maureen Coward. They were there as they were group. going together. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, ba- anyway, um, let's take the a quick break. Um, I think we have a bullet or two to fire off. <laughs> we'll manage something. We'll, we figure out something, and then you know, we'll see where we go from here. We've used up enough time already. Back in a second, it's the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. This summer, a podcast like any other will blow your mind. Ninja Consult. An anonymous internet user raves. Jesus, you guys are gay, and gives Ninja Consultant five stars. My ears are bleeding, my brain is numb by your completely inane chatter upon topics and ideas that you obviously know little about. Cheers, an intelligent female. I couldn't listen to one of your podcasts to the end. Playing quote-unquote funny voicemails from some eight-year-old and laughing about them for ten minutes is a good way to lose listeners. Applauds John S., who has a Gmail address. The critics agree. This podcast is key. Anime reviews. Fan culture. Colorful commentary. Extreme. The future will never be the same. Ninja Consultants. Show not available when the fee is broken. Show notes sometimes two to four weeks late, six to eight weeks in Canada. Please enjoy Ninja Consultant responsibly. Only at ninjaconsultant.com. And then it's like one comic per page. I think we so. call that a ribbon. <laughs> bookmark. Bookmark. It's a, a ribbon. ribbon bookmark. It's a fucking ribbon they tied to the spine. It's not a bookmark. <laughs> it's it's not one much. tree they cut down in the rainforest. Your mom's a tree down. they cut down in the rainforest. Yeah. <laughs> and whittled all over. And he knows where... <laughs> and Adam has already figured out we're taping. I'm a pro whittler. Yeah. Don't <laughs> uh, tell me about your staff there. Yeah. And he was thumbing through the uh, peri- There was the a latest peri- okay and nickel and nicholas austin grant and greg around the table in front of a live audience Uh, online by the comic uh in front of a live audience of three people yeah um because our regulars didn't show up yeah it well so so, as the podcast and i'm the other regular for the most part too so yeah Hmm. god damn you you're ruining our audience (laughs) So the podcast trying to rise above the <laughs> Can you even call it an audience? Why wouldn't they? They're they're here. They're watching us. Yeah. Well, I always think of audience as something bigger. Uh, I was about to mom as something bigger, yeah. but I'll take what I can yeah. get, don't I? Uh, so the ra- the radio program now continues the o- official podcast of Anime North. We're um. We have been invited back, yeah, so we, we are still the official <laughs> podcast of Anime North. Yeah, and uh, I did send a reply, so yeah, uh, we'll figure out times okay. later on. Um, we, you, you just did, a, you, did you pitch the idea of the afternoon show? Yeah, I did. Okay, but and I pitched uh, getting a guest, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, um, hmm. I'll tell you the idea oh, okay. you don't want to during the break. So, okay. but uh, yeah, that's been pitched as well. Um, I'm not holding my breath, but we'll, well, but I mean, <laughs> it, it's a neat idea, and we'll see if they want to go for it. Yeah, well, there's a lot going think, on, obviously, at Anime North. Mm-hmm. So it all lot, depends so, on how um, the schedules work out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and okay, now that we brought this up, that you said, you know, uh, we, he's gonna, um, Matt's gonna miss Adam uh, doing the roundtable at Anime North. 
Sadly, at this point, um, it looks like it could be just Adam. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, but but I mean, the plan was for uh, the, the plan two assholes always. to show up and pimp ourselves anyway. So yeah, so. Mm, yeah. it could go in. If anything, we'll, we'll crash your podcast. Here, there'll, there'll be a crash. You're gonna crash the podcast after you go to Harry's. Harry's. Remember yeah. the bar? Oh yeah, yeah. I just yeah, laugh I just, at it's the bar. I don't that it has a name. Well, no, no. I just <laughs> laugh at the name because it was called Harry's, and the way you look at the bar, it almost looks like the bar and the same name from the bar from uh, Witch Hunter Robin. If you look at you, it, pay like, too much attention to these. <laughs> well, no, I just no. It was James. the first year. The first year I saw someone mention it to me, and I'm like, holy crap! It does have a, the similar vibe. That's disturbing. Only at Anime North would this sort of shit come out. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, we got to go to that bar. It's just like in that anime. <laughs> no, someone mentioned it to me, and it's then after I, looked, after I looked at it, I'm it like... It doesn't have 14-year-old girls serving me, which makes well, it distinctly actually, unlike the anime. <laughs> well, actually, no, it was obviously different from the anime yes, since it obviously looked like it had more class, and it obviously had real yeah. people that were having probably cocktails and yeah. beer. But 14-year-olds are no longer legal. <laughs> I need 16-year-old girls to serve me. Okay. Well, I hope they're not serving you alcohol because I don't think that's That's legal. not what I need them to serve me. Uh-huh. I guess okay. that's the Japanese serving, huh? <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, lock and lock, <laughs> bullets time. Um, okay, let's update something. Uh, we talk, A couple months ago or a month or so ago, we talked about a missing 14-year-old girl. Uh, <clears throat> oh, the con date. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the con date. Yeah, a 14-year-old supposedly in the company of a 41-year-old. Did she show up at another con? Well, she's been found. I okay. can tell you that much. Uh, How far do you think she is? So which state do you think? A contour well, come on. Is that, you know, a 41-year-old shows up with a car. He's like, hey, baby, you want to try some other car? <laughs> well, the greater the question is, I think I'm is... Which... nothing else like below the belt happening. It was just the 41-year-old. <laughs> like, no, I just wanted to go. Like, <laughs> I think the more surprising thing is which state do you think they found them in? Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> they found them in Washington. Washington. Montesano. Uh, southwest of Washington. Uh, oh, south, in, in Southwest Washington, um, she was fa- found unharmed, um, and uh, no sign. Uh, but the thing is, um, I think it was a routine traffic check. Yeah, it was a, a routine it? traffic check. Isn't that how, they, how it goes? Isn't but that how it always a goes? It's a routine traffic check, check. Yeah, and then it's like, them. oh, I know you. Oh, you're on the Wanted poster. You're on Anime News Network. <laughs> no, no, you're on America's Most Wanted. She <laughs> oh, was yeah. on that. Actually, that sounds the, similar to another. And, and I'm gonna guess here, she went willingly. Could have been. We don't oh, know the right. rest of the story. But if she's unharmed, if she's calling herself unharmed, she went willingly. Mm-hmm. It sounded like a story. Or it really was just a guy. Who went. <laughs> we do. Have but to, even then, she went willingly. We have yeah. to. We have to yeah. stress a couple like things. Um, James Reimer, the now accused, yeah. um, is a family acquaintance. That must be a, a, mm-hmm. a is mentioned as a family acquaintance in this report. Also, um, the thing was. Um, Left hometown in Oklahoma, traveling to various anime conventions on their way to California. So they went up. So they were doing the contour. They were doing the contour. So that was the intention. Make it sound like they were going to go to the con. What's the problem here? Uh, Family friend, perfectly safe. She wants to do a contour. Yeah, she's only 14, but... Don't you think she should have went to school? And here's let's let me continue this. Uh, Police are seeking to are actively seeking to add felony kidnapping charges to Reimer's existing charges for allegedly soliciting sexual conduct or communications with a minor by the use of technology. I wish that that wasn't a charge. That sounds like a long, long millennium thing. uh, hmm? Like it sounds like well, you know how all these acts coming in to. 
did oh, but that, I mean, those things interact. don't surprise me as being charged, you know, yeah. luring a minor, luring... But, I mean, it's... This always strikes me, the difference between the American approach to criminal law and the Canadian <laughs> approach, which is the American approach is just to make up a million, like, very minute, very specific charges. Mm-hmm. The other thing Whereas is the Canadian the- approach is just like, no, that, that fits into this one. <laughs> Like yeah, we no, can, we you, can just use that one. We don't need to make up a new one. <laughs> yeah, you have to fit into a certain thing. Right. I mean, like, because you look at, I mean, look, I mean, rape and indecent assault in the U.S. is a perfect example. There's like three degrees of rape. There's several degrees of indecent assault. We have sexual assault. It's just one. It, that's it. It's a very broadly defined term. In fact, it's a term that isn't defined. It, it is an as, like the sexual assault as a phrase is never defined in the criminal no, code. No, it's based but on common is. law. Oh, okay. Assault is defined, and it's simply an assault that is sexual. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Of a sexual nature. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the, 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 the There's no need to put a definition on it because that's all it is. And I mean, there, there's even I don't know if it's Supreme Court case law, but there is case law to suggest that, the, to say that no, really, that that's all it is. If mm-hmm. if a reasonable person would think that it's sexual, it's a sexual assault. Mm-hmm. No, most of it is based on case law that judges have made over the course of many, many years. Well, that, that is the case. But, I mean, the the American approach is even if there is the common law. Cause they, it's I know a lot of legislation is thrown yeah, at Yeah, they them. just dump in a whole lot of... Uh, and, I mean, that gets done on the provincial level here. You'll find a lot, but not to a criminal level because that's all federal. Yeah, the criminal is federal, and it really depends because you have all the judges and then you have the actual legislators yeah. themselves that can then, if they don't like what the Supreme Court says, can then legislate. They can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, actually... Uh, now, that's where I, the controversy... Uh, speaking of provincial <laughs> offenses, since I was randomly going through a couple of acts the other day, um, under the, uh, the Safe Streets Act in Ontario... Um, it is an offense to dispose of a used condom, a syringe, or broken glass in a public area. Really? Yes. I never knew that. <laughs> well, you know what's even weirder about the syringe part is what would happen if that would happen in BC? Because remember they have those, um, oh, those injection they have sites. safe injection sites, yes. In uh, Vancouver that they've been very controversial yeah. and been trying out. And who knows if it might uh, spread across maybe North America and stuff like that. Yeah, but that would, that would, be, that would be classed as an exception yeah. to it. Because you, and it, it's a matter of prop, like, because that's proper disposal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're actually properly disposing of syringes mm-hmm. as opposed to just. But you never know what junkies are going to do. Yeah. Public place or not. Yeah, but I mean, it, w- it would expressly yeah. not be. Because, I mean, because there's an exception that, you know, it's not, it's not, it's a defense yeah. to it if you reasonably thought that you weren't, that you couldn't mm-hmm. cause any harm by mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. it. So I but mean, it if depends. you dump, if you just drop it on the ground, clearly it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't count. But then but it if, depends on what you define as a public place and what's private property, depending on. Well, the, the, where the you thing are. there's that's no the there's end. no particular definition, just that it's a public place. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's that's trite law as to what's mm-hmm. private and pro, as to what's private and public. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's owned by a private individual, it's private property. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. I can't remember what if it, it's owned by a corporation, say like. TD Canada private Trust property. Building or something private like that. property. It's owned by the Crown. It's public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's owned by certain agencies, it's public. The yeah, only thing no. that the Act defines is that uh, a school is that school grounds are public. Yeah. No, no matter what, even if they're owned by a private, mm-hmm. even if it's private school, that's considered public mm-hmm. for the Act for the purposes yeah. of that Act. Mm-hmm. Anyway, why are we still going on? Like this? This <laughs> anyway, was just a weird factoid. Yeah, it was a weird factoid. <laughs> nonetheless. Well, actually, it was another weird thing talking about that case. I remember another case that came out. It was just this weirdest one. I think it was this Japanese robbery case where the robber, I think he asked 
for 10,000. No, he asked for 5,000 yen. And he got oh, that. Whoa, and it? he had a knife. <laughs> and then it ended up that he decided he wanted 10,000 <laughs> more yen or something like that. But then the... No, he asked for 5,000 more yen. Yeah. But then the guy gave him 10,000 yen by mistake. And so he said... No, I don't want this. So he gave him back 5,000 yen, took the 10,000, ran it out. And then the police caught him later on because it, he took so long. But then the guy that he robbed said, oh, he was a nice guy. He gave me back 5,000 yen because he Worst wanted water. that 10,000 yen. It was world's dumbest criminals. <laughs> well, that's what a lot of them said in the comments. They said, yeah, he's nice guy. polite criminal. I mean, that's not just... That's, that's, that's dumb inherently. That's like, like, well, they called yeah, him... I guess so. But that's just like weird, like... No, if, oh, no if, I didn't if, want if the guy much. gives you more money than you asked for, just take it. <laughs> well, it's fine. The police, I, I think, said in the stealing is still stealing, and you shouldn't praise him for being kind. Well, I mean, you're, he's still... Oh, I don't, he I don't think stealing the guy, the, what, I don't 100 think, bucks? I don't think the attendant should be getting a lecture about that type of stuff. That's the only thing I take issue with. Stealing is still stealing, even if he was kind. Oh, boy. Anyway. Yeah, th um, thanks for... Thanks. Well, no, I guess, the, I guess, I guess <laughs> the police didn't like how... Why we called you. Yeah, but... I guess I mean, they didn't like the headlines, I mean, as you would say. Uh, anyway, um... That was a funny little fact. So, I guess... I, yeah, and let's continue... Let's stay in Japan for the other bullet. Um, Curse of Colonel Sanders statue... Returns minus hands, feet, and glasses. Um, this is a long story. And this is an Osakan story. This is an Osakan story. We asked the we asked the Osakans, but uh, none of them were Tigers fans, unfortunately. Um, this is like uh, this is like you know how we have the curse of the Bambino here, or um, well, it's no longer over now. But. Yeah, and uh, various curses concerning sports teams in North America. Mm -hmm. This is a version of one in Japan, and this one relates to the Hanshin Tigers who play out of Koshien Stadium. Um, or it's now called Hanshin Koshien Stadium. Yeah. Uh, 24 years ago, uh, in 1985, some excited fans threw a statue of Colonel Sanders, which is common at mm -hmm. KFCs mm -hmm. there. But um, I think some of it had to do with, obviously, they had won Weber Championship, yeah, no, they, and they, they were won. very drunk yeah. and celebratory, yeah. and so Let all of them continue. decided Let to run. Let me continue, because um, that's the story. The fans threw it into the into the, uh, into the. But river. it wasn't just that. It was it, the, other fans as well representing a player, and the reason why Colonel Sanders represented one was they had one foreign player. That obviously <laughs> wasn't Colonel Sanders, yeah. but uh, the 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 context was the Hanshin, the Tigers um, had won their first Central League championship in 21 years at that in '85. In their excitement, they threw the stat. They uh, in their drunken excitement, they threw a statue into the into a nearby river, into the Dotonbori River, along with everyone else, <laughs> and a bunch of other things. Um, when the um, when the uh, Tigers, and they've been a long-suffering club, when they started mm -hmm. losing again, people mm -hmm. blamed it on the curse of the... <laughs> on this curse of, of, of them getting rowdy and... Uh, of, the tiger, <laughs> of, the, uh, of the statue. The statue had been underwater all these years until a construction worker, or until a construction crew... Yeah, they were doing the riverbed and all this other yeah, thing. Yeah, and um, someone thought, and then a local TV program sent a diver down to see if the statue was still there. Uh, it wasn't found, but... The um, the uh, work on the riverbed uh, found the statue 300 mm -hmm. meters from where it was known to be thrown, mm -hmm. and it was revealed for the first time this, uh, how long ago? This, uh, oh, last week. Um, and um, there's a picture of the statue itself with the construction work, with one of the construction workers missing a very slim doesn't look too bad, considering it's been underwater. <laughs> it looks pretty for, good, actually. But yeah. I think KFC said um, that they're going to donate it, because it has so much history now, they're going to donate it to the Hanshin Tigers, and then they're going to put it outside the stadium. <laughs> yeah, the stadium itself, Koshin <clears throat> Stadium, and 
uh, everyone knows Koshian in, in 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 terms of anime and manga. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone knows it mm-hmm. because it is the high, it is the site of the high school baseball championships in Japan, and that's mm-hmm. like that with, with March Madness beginning tonight uh, <laughs> yeah. today. Uh, it's it's comparable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The tournament there is pretty comparable. Um, public, uh, wide spectacle, high ratings, uh, very popular to watch. Um, the high school tournament super the high the um, needs of the high school tournament usually supersedes the needs of its regular tenant high tension tigers. <laughs> yeah. If if a tigers game is going into into what should be high school tournament time, that game will be delayed. <laughs> <laughs> it's known to be so. Um, but um, the the stadium itself is going undergoing renovation, so it seems mm. kind of interesting that this can't come up. But uh, this is kind of one of those weird things, I guess. Mm-hmm. But. Worth mentioning. Well, but the I mean the the Red Sox did pull that piano. Oh yeah, out mm-hmm. of the harbor. Mm-hmm. They yeah. did, and they have one since. And then <laughs> yeah. of course the prayers to. Well, I think some of that did with spending a bit more money on players. Yeah. Well, it hasn't yeah, always. It has nothing to do with pulling the piano out. It it, it comes it's down to not them. sucking anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Well, of course, that didn't help the Yankees, but of course, that depends on who you're The Yankees to. have more money than God. I don't think they care. <laughs> like, oh, we, we lost this year? Well, we'll just buy all your players. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, well. Um, I don't... Does baseball have a salary cap? No. No. That would be why. <laughs> They've been always talking you know, about... $100 million a season. Okay, reflective... Because you won't turn it down. Reflective point. Um, as we're taping this... Uh, the uh, World Baseball Classic continues tonight with the uh, seeding game and, uh, between Japan, Japan and, and Cuba. Korea. Also, oh, uh, Japan, Cuba. That game happened last. Remember night. Remember that game last night? That Cuba, I feel sorry for them because they lost Korea in the Olympics. And, and then they, last, and night, last night they against Japan, Japan, it was five zero. Who owns them at the at this tournament? <laughs> yeah, because the they're not communists anymore. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, okay, but the thing is, it's strange Inject because capitalism. When, those people when don't we play were as um, <laughs> when we were when we started this show three years ago, we were talking about the World Baseball Classic too. So it's strange mm-hmm. that we're talking about when it, it now first as got well. its legs going. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the seeding game between Korea and Japan have, starts uh, has started, I believe, at the as, uh, at the time of this taping, and that'll determine who will have the. Um, Easy, seemingly easier matchup. The winner of this game will face the U.S. in the semifinals. The loser gets Venezuela. Mm. I don't know who. Well, at this point, who cares? But um, <laughs> the thing is, um, this is this will be the fourth matchup between the, those two teams at this tournament. Korea has the edge, yep, two yep. to one. So um, because they uh, and uh, they won, they beat them in this turn in this round, and they beat them in the classification game at the end of the first round as well. Mm-hmm. Korea did. But I think Japan might be more fired up because I think they're probably, they gave them one good shellacking, but I think after those two losses, I think they're ready to put some more runs on the board. Oh, if they have to save it, save it for a possible meeting in the final, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But, but the uh, dangerous person, of course, as they keep on mentioning, is still Ichiro yeah, Suzuki. Yeah, but if Cuba's out, Suzuki that's all just has <laughs> that uh, consistency no. with the hit. No, it's interesting. Cuba, yeah, well, he... he uh, Ichiro had a couple hits last night. Mm-hmm. Had a triple last night. Yeah, so no, he did. He, he played okay actually in that. He had game. a few good things there. But uh, that's the thing. If he and then he, you got he, the he's had a as bad. Well. He's had a bad tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Cuba, and you bring, uh, since we have to, this is worth bringing up too. Um, this is Cuba's worst showing ever in any mm-hmm. major international baseball tournament. They've always been guaranteed to do no worse than fourth. That's not going to happen this year. So mm-hmm. uh, I'd say a sad story. Well, that's life. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. Um, live with it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess. Uh, Given uh, that I'm not a baseball fan, I really don't care. Yeah. I, I, it was interesting. It's an interesting note. Uh, uh, the whole baseball thing was kind of interesting, and mm-hmm. really, we need at least a second bullet. 
<laughs> if you insist. Yeah. Okay, back with final insults in a couple seconds. Uh, we'll wrap it up on thecomicden.com. It's 106 miles to Otakon. I've got a full charge on my DS, half a pack of Pocky, my iPod is dead, and I'm listening to a podcast on an 8-track. Hit it. Hi, I'm Rim. And I'm Scott. And we're the hosts of Geek Nights, the late-night podcast for geeks. Four nights a week, we bring you the latest news and commentary from all schools of geekery. Mondays are science and technology nights. Tuesdays, we cover video games, board games, role-playing games, and all other games. Wednesdays, we bring you anime, manga, and comics. And Thursday, we cover special topics ranging from toys to movies, as well as our popular long-running series, How to Not Suck. Check us out at www.frontrowcrew.com, or search for us in your favorite podcast directory. Geek Nights is recorded live with no studio and no audience. But unlike all those other late shows, it's actually recorded at night. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> go go! through the newspaper and seeing pictures of the of that visit of the visit from what's the what's the name of the school again? Uh, uh, it's that, Os- uh, they're saying Osaka Electro Communications University. Okay, I wonder what rate it, uh, if that how far down the scale that is fifth rate. Fourth I don't rate? know. It's hard to tell with there. <laughs> I don't think it's a national university. Definitely know that. Yeah. Much. But, that uh, much we're pretty sure of. Uh, okay, nice guy. But it went over very well. Then yeah. Okay. And we're just laughing at that one thing where they had that one line where it says they smile, posed, and gave peace signs for pictures, which is the picture on the other yeah. page. And we were just talking about that because we know obviously more behind it than that person probably writing this. Article. Yeah, but that's that's part of the cultural thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of those weird developments after the war when you think about so it. So someone's got to have a final insult here. Yeah. Uh, Go, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. So anyone have a thought? Anyone have a final insult or? Well, I guess because I know it'll be a while before we see you again. <laughs> yeah, thing, unless you come back up to Etobicoke. <laughs> I guess the rather, I guess a little short one. But uh, last week I didn't have the time to, I guess, just uh, comment on, I guess, the anniversary of the podcast. Um, you know, I guess I've seen it going from the room across from you know the Yama showings. I just decided to walk in to see taping randomly. I think Neil was there, the first one I listened mm-hmm. to, but he was a regular at that point. And I just was going to say it's been, you know, interesting to see it grow over, like, the, I guess, years now that it's been three around. Years, three years. <laughs> you would have been a young in one of first, oh, yeah, first year, too. I'm now third year, so. And I guess uh, on that note, um, obviously, even now, I'm still probably new to, like, the hobby of, like, being an anime fan in general. I mean, definitely compared to the other three around the table right now, and... Even definitely compared to everyone in the room. You're comparing yourself. Well, <laughs> it's hard to say that now because you're doing fine. It goes yeah. back to that, that lecture now when you think about well, because we're, we're actually <laughs> consuming. A lot of us are consuming everything oh, yeah. at the He's same time compared to others who've been in it for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's one of those weird hobbies where you can almost consume everything right then mm-hmm. and there. And I just like to say that you know the I guess saying the podcast has been good for me. I guess just 
I guess, <clears throat> notify me of really old things I w- would have never... <laughs> not to date you or anything, I mean... He does that enough on his I own. Do, <laughs> yeah, so I do unintentionally, so... so. Yeah. I mean, it ha- that's just the way it is when, you're, when you've been around for at least a decade. <laughs> yep. But it has been very so ima- imagine more. and uh, it's been good being, I guess, the audience for a lot of the times you've mentioned, the audience. Mm-hmm. And now, now we're <laughs> behind the mic, around the mic, too. Mm-hmm. Done a good job, actually. Thank you. Especially, especially with uh, talking about the lectures, because, boy, this, this <laughs> stuff was deep, and, you know, I'm not sure mm-hmm. I could have handled it ne- uh, nearly as well. So, thanks. I guess just a minor thing, uh, since I fear mentioning it otherwise, I'd like to formally apologize for my shirt for Adam. What? Uh, formally apologize for my shirt, because you seem pretty... It's an, o- it's an, it's an awesome <laughs> shirt. What are you apologizing <laughs> for? In case you're wondering, and we have to get... No, I'm not offended. <laughs> I want to know where you got it. First of all, the caption says, Robots in Disguise, and it's an Autobot logo with a Groucho... With the Groucho glasses. Yeah, Groucho glasses, glasses and everything, yeah. yeah. Really well done. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's impressive. It's, it's one of those, show. you know... Okay, uh, who wants to go next? I don't know. I'm going... You know me, I'm going last. James? Oh, one other thing. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll mention this. Set. Um, I think Brent's going to come back next episode because um, we do have uh, we do have to give the answers to the quit to our little contest. Yeah, a couple yeah, weeks ago. we do. Yeah. So. Um, the winner hasn't been notified yet, so I'll have to notify. Well, him let's later. We'll, we'll announce him on air. Announce him on air. Why not? Announce him on air. I guess. Are you going to? Are going to send a play email? The uh, contest with the animal thing because he's going to be around. Or Neil? No, no, this is no, no, still a Neil thing. No, because Brent and I don't do the animal thing. We just. I mean, if you've listened to two assholes, which you <laughs> evidently have, uh, we yeah, we 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 sort of do. I mean, we we play off ourselves, we play mm-hmm. off each other well enough, but um, yeah, it's not quite on that. Level yeah, I, I don't think I've pimped episode five yet. Episode five is uh, five we we've no, no we haven't released oh, okay. it yet. I don't remember um, episode five. It's yet. just about done. Um, given that there's not that much to do with it, um, we bring in our first guest hole. And that's just too awesome a term. Um, and this one's video. Oh wow! All video? Wow. Uh, well, I mean, it's uh, we 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 ended up doing a review of Street Fighter Four. Oh. Mm-hmm. So we took just a uh, video of the play of the you know the video the game, game, the game mm-hmm. footage itself mm-hmm. and with our audio. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it requires considerably less post production than most of them do. Um, so I'm not I'm not entirely done, but I'm just about done with it, and As it said, should be pretty good. Yeah, that's episode sixty nine next week, and I'm sure we'll come up with proper topics for it as well. Uh, do they have to be proper topics? Uh, not necessarily. Or can we you know do like a, a you know a cultural bakake exchange? Well, that's what I was referring to anyway. Proper topics mm-hmm. sixty. That's a proper topic to you. It's episode I'm gonna, 69. I'm going to run this episode for like 12 hours just to our, get it out. I don't think our file will end up that girl's that innocence by telling her what it was or no? You as I said, <laughs> you can't tell, especially when they're when they're a young female and they, and they admit to not knowing what Bakake is. I should tell this story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I was upset. So uh, huh? Playing the uh, playing the game show, playing anime WTF. Oh, if you don't know what that is, just show up to Yama. You'll enjoy it. Um, <laughs> and there was a, a tiny Asian girl beside me. I was you know in the the set of chairs there, and I happened to use I happened to make a Bakake comment on one of the on one of the images and she you know happened to mention that i don't know what bakake is and so knowing how i am everybody's like no don't tell her don't ask just no and so then i you know said well you can't be told what bakake is you have to be shown 
you have to experience <laughs> experience the moment, right? Which uh, just made them tell her to run even more. But <laughs> no, but I think that's, 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 that's the answer you have to give to her mm-hmm. because I mean, a it's just more witty. B, wouldn't you love it if she said okay? <laughs> In her innocence? <laughs> Come on, right? Like, People, if you want to see stuff like that, that come to Yama, please. If you want to see Bukake, <laughs> well, if you want to be shown what it is, I can arrange for that. I have sure. to say, I don't think she probably has to worry too much. Oh, there are dangerous. worse things on the internet. Well, there's far worse things on the internet, but mm-hmm. not on her face. <laughs> <laughs> or in cups. That's it. That, it's not Bukake if it's in okay, a cup. Thank you. No, no. Please it's in reference to another. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I, I was out. See, the, the, what I was disturbed about with two girls, one cup is that oh, it's very we plainly go. fake. Well, no, it's fake. But we and that, that's the sad part is that's what I was disturbed. <laughs> that's what disturbed me. Well, about no, the funnier it. thing when we were watching is we were watching <laughs> in a classroom. And this other girl was showing these As other viewers, and asked, I just so. wanted to see if the instructor professor would come over and happen to see it. I wanted just to see the expression on his face when he cracked. See, if you want to, if you want to watch crack. a really disgusting one, and I hate that I'm telling this. Uh, one guy, one jar. Yeah, I heard about that one, and it broke. It breaks. It breaks. Oh. It, 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 it's a guy. You know, it's a guy who puts a jar up his ass, and the jar breaks. And yeah, you got to have a strong stomach. So, James, how about your final insults? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's bound to be logical and calming and will settle my mind after all of this. Well, we had another friend who, after she watched that, he oh, had another course. friend who told us that he had this chick he brought over, told him to do this ridiculous uh, thing that she would fuck him, and then just left. <laughs> He's like, damn, I did it for nothing. See, I'm reminded again of this. Um, there's actually a couple of to to show how this meme became very a meta <laughs> meme. Um, there's a couple of websites out there that just have pictures and videos of people's first reactions to Goatsy and Two Girls One Cup. Yeah, I've seen a few of those reactions. Yeah, and that, that's all it is on these websites. It's just their reactions to seeing it the first time. Yeah. And actually, there's a uh, there's another. Another good video, um, if you can find it, of Kermit the Frog watching two girls. <laughs> <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> yeah, but what? Yeah. Uh, just watch just it. Watch there's it. no words. There's no words. Video again? <laughs> it's probably on YouTube. Just go yeah, look. No, I yeah. think you could YouTube it. If they're taking away Shuffle and all these other things from Funimation's YouTube account, then heck. No, but no, but the Muppets, no, because the Muppets have their have an official YouTube. Oh channel. yeah, it's not bad. So it you will be able good. to actually find this stuff. Um, though hurt the 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 Kermit the Frog hurt video will not be on. That. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. will not be on that channel. But you yeah. will be able to find it. It's right. good too. Just 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 put it. Just enter it in. Okay. I was just thinking that was funny how Funimation their panty uh, shots from Shuffle that got taken off YouTube because it was considered. Um, <laughs> What is it? Why yeah. else? Do, why else would you want? Watch well, Shuffle, it was considered really? vulgar or something like that, and then you oh, have all that on YouTube. And I was thinking that's kind was of ridiculous. Was this on Funimation's official channel? Or? Yeah, on okay. official. Cha- I think they said they got back. That's all that Shuffle's about. <laughs> I know. That would like, be like watching like Ikitosen without panties. And it was only <laughs> one. Point. It was one episode actually. Too. It was episode nine. The rest they left up. So mm-hmm. it was really kind of bizarre in its own right. But the funny, the funnier thing, just to get on to a real final insult, <laughs> is to tell Matt, stop listening to this podcast, <laughs> get back to work. If you're not back to work, I'm sure your boss is behind you right now wondering why you're not working on the program. <laughs> and don't make me call your work. I'll find out the number. 
and we'll call and he'll know that you're not working and that you're listening to podcasts like ours and Adam's and any other people's. That actually actually reminds me. I'm sorry to keep delaying your intel. Dear it's, Mike. It's um, did, not we, did, a... Have we? I don't know if Brent mentioned the uh, the story of the the comic book shop he goes to all the time. Mm. Um, the guy who runs it, who's sort of his contact there, um, put on the first episode of Two Assholes, not realizing quite how vulgar it was going to get. Put it on the <laughs> oh. store, <laughs> and then like uh, evidently got to like a you know one of the more particularly vulgar parts and like. <laughs> One of the frantic paws. <laughs> he right. no longer does that anymore. <laughs> uh, I put an explicit warning on it. I don't know why. Like I don't, and I don't on mine, by the way. You I know you. I, I, that's why I put it there. I, I, gonna, I know we get pretty bad. I was going to say you didn't put it in French, right? Eviction. <laughs> you didn't put it in the second official language of Canada. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, looks like uh, the uh, show is wrapped. The What's Yama your show is uh, up. official? Okay, two things. Uh, two things and uh, uh, things to consider going to here in Toronto in the next little bit. First, um, I found out if you're, um, for the uh, if you're a soccer fan, uh, an international soccer fan, especially a fan of the women's national team, circle Monday. Monday, May May 25th on your calendar, BMO Field, or as it will probably be called for the game, National Soccer Stadium, Canada against Japan in a friendly. So the women's uh, national soccer teams for both Mm -hmm. those countries will be playing there. Thinking about soccer. Yeah, yeah, I'd like like, fights in a women's soccer game. (laughs) Because that would make A, soccer more exciting, B, make the whole thing a whole lot sexier. Maybe. Well, trust me, you haven't been to a Toronto FC game. It can get exciting. Th- that's all well and good, but the women don't tear each other's clothes off. You mean you want, like, the Mia Ham rip the shirt off? Yeah! Okay. And, like, hockey-style fights. Because <laughs> they have fleets, right? They can they can do some real damage. Yeah. But you heard about that, Mike, too. The Vancouver got their franchise. Yeah, Vancouver, the Vancouver got their, uh, joined MLS uh, in 2012, I believe. And yeah. if it's anything like basketball, they would leave in 2013. Good. <laughs> They have Steve Nash. They got. Okay. Uh, it's sad that, I, that I'm yeah. making that reference. All right, let's continue. Uh, and then the second thing. Okay, let me um, play a little game with everyone here. Um, there's a something going on in a, at one of the local theaters, and let me read the synopsis and see if anyone can figure out either the play or what it's loosely based on. Uh oh. Okay. The synopsis of this particular play reads as follows. And then we'll explain. And I'll explain the backstory. Um, when CB's dog dies from rabies, he begins to contemplate what what happens after we die. His best friend Van is too burnt out to provide any coherent speculation. His sister has gone goth. His girlfriend, his ex girlfriend, who's also Van's sister, has been recently institutionalized. His other friends, Marcy and Trisha, are too integrated and self involved to give him any sort of solace. Reestablishing a relationship with his childhood friend Beethoven, who may or may not be gay. <laughs> CB upsets the balance of his clique of friends that ends in horrible violence. Drug use, suicide, eating disorders, teen violence, rebellion, and sexual identity are among the issues covered in this drama? Anyone figured out what this could be? Sounds like a Funimation trailer. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> it, could be it could be like a, a fictionalized <laughs> events of your life, but I'm not sure. Okay, you know, you know what this is? Um, this is the synopsis of a play called... Dog Sees God, which is playing in Toronto at, the, at I believe, Six Degrees, which is in the Young and Eglinton area. Shit, that's 
pretty close I can to you. Spit and hit that thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the the uh, synopsis or the what I just read, and see if you can figure figure this out. Um, this is a reimagining of the character of Charles M. Schultz's characters oh, from the Peanuts, oh, yeah. 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 as if they became teenagers, and adds a teen angst oh, type wow. story to yeah, it. Yeah, there's been too many versions of that. Yeah, and um, this is unauthorized. This is an unauthorized play well, from the Schultz estate. But it reimagines what would happen, and obviously the dog we're referring to when CB's yes. dog dies from rabies, that dog is Snoopy. So um, that fucking time. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so this is essentially what happens as uh, as Charlie Brown as a teenager reexamines his life. The characters mm. being referred to: his best friend Van is Linus. Um, his ex girlfriend is Lucy. <laughs> At this point, has been mm-hmm. Lucy, and she's been institutionalized, quote unquote, for setting the little redhead girl's hair on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Marcy and Trisha are Marcy and Peppermint Patty. Um, The other character that they mention is a guy named Matt, who's now a jock and a bully, um, and who, who, um, who is a germaphobe and a and a homophobe, and very much the opposite of the uh, of the um, dust bowl that used to (laughs) surround him (laughs) as a kid. So, um, and who seems to be uh, regularly in threesomes with uh, Trisha and Marcy. that doesn't surprise anybody. Yeah, this is, but this is, uh, th- and adding a teen angst Degrassi type tri- twist to it, appropriately enough, three de- actors from Degrassi are appearing in this version. So, um, <laughs> which runs, Degrassi? Uh, well, no, Next no, Generation, it's no. a current series. It's sad that that was my first thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I would say that would be the first. Yeah. This runs uh, from, and this runs from now until, um,. Uh, uh, April fourth at the at six degrees. Hmm. I and may actually have to check that out. Yeah, given that yeah, you I can live go close. in my pajamas, really. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll ch- I'll probably check it out too. But this might be worth seeing. It, this was a play that was written in two thousand four. It did get a few mm. fan awards, but um, it and it protected itself by First Amendment by using First Amendment rights, apparently. Well, or something yeah. like that. Um, I think Schultz made the explicit thing that no one would draw mm-hmm, peanuts but, after so him. So that's why he's hence, controlling. That's why everybody is introduced with uh, in aliases for the for the yeah. duration of his mm-hmm. series. Uh, actually, um, uh, Lucy is not known by name. Mentioned by name, she's just simply known as Van's sister. And same oh. thing about same thing with uh, same thing with um, Sally. She, she's CB's sister. So ah. just a thought and a recommendation uh, for the next little bit. Anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you can put them on the blog, uh, www.animeroundtable.com. If you want to leave a comment in private, um, roundtable at thecomicden.com is our email it's address. It's not going to be that private because we're all going to see it. Eventually. <laughs> uh, eventually. But, um, and, uh, of course, don't forget, we're on iTunes, we're on Podcast Pickle, and we have a group on Facebook. Anyway, um, that's it for this week, and this might be the last episode we tape on the iBook, either this one or the next one. So, uh, this iBook has done its, has uh, served its duty very well. Moment of silence. Uh, anyway, have a good <laughs> have a good weekend. It's not like it's dying. It's no, it's, 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 it'll it's, live for quite some being, time. It's being retired, though, from uh, from roundtable duty. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, have a good weekend, folks, or whenever you're get, getting a chance to listen to this. Uh, um, and see you in seven. Have a good night from York University.